Hey you, are you ready? Grab your pack, grab your tent, grab your gear. Jump in. We're going on an adventure. In Arizona, there's so much to see, so much to experience. At GCU, adventure is never too far away. Offering over 200 academic programs with a Christian worldview and nestled in the heart of Phoenix, you can earn your degree in fewer than four years and explore everything Arizona has to offer. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash azroadtrip. Yeah, I've got pictures of him from like 90, 91, 92. Oh, back when he had both testicles. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> and, and a full head of hair. And a mullet. So you've been to school for a year or two, and you know you've seen it all. And at his club, and you'll go far back east, you tight, don't crawl. Play a sneaky jazz, with the rage of snazz on your five-grand stereo. Right to let you know how the niggas feel cold, and the sun's got so much soul. It's time to taste what you Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcast for the 18th of October 2015. This is the flagship podcast for Podhell Media, which you can only find at podhell.com. So when you get a second, come to the site and give us a little love. We've got a contact form there, which you can reach us through. But again, we have lots of ways for you to reach us. We have email at uopodhell.com, text or voicemail 347-669-3377, Utah Outcasts on Twitter and Facebook, which we just broke over 100 subscribers. Uh, we have merch available through cafepress.com slash Outcasts, And if you're so inclined, please consider supporting us through our Patreon in any capacity. Those who donate at the $5 or higher levels get access to the raw show files, possibly a special members-only show. I haven't decided if we're going to do that yet. But details are at patreon.com slash Outcasts. But don't fret. We'll still continue to deliver the same great show each week on iTunes and Stitcher. And while there, please give us some feedback and a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. It sincerely helps out our ranking there. We're not chasing it, but uh, it helps us to find new listeners. So, now that all the business stuff is done, let's get to the panel for the week. First up is my co-host, um... Not Felicia this week. We have a. Uh, he's currently situated about eight and a half miles to the ass of me. Is the uh, movie critic for WatchPlayRead.com, Kyle Steenblick. Good evening, everybody. Are you ready to take the reins when I'm gone next weekend? Yeah, I'm going to take the reins and drive this thing into the ditch again. <laughs> <laughs> and next, I have to admit, I'm honored to have on the show our special guest joining us for the entire episode is none other than Lisa's himself from the Geek Show podcast. And from the best damn vegan restaurant in Utah, Frisch Compassionate Eatery, he's an artist, a craftsman, a spiritual guide, and Kyle's spirit animal, Lee George Gate. What, what exactly kind of spirit animal would I be? I mean, like, is it a dugong? It's kind of... Anyway. <laughs> it looks, looks, looks kind of like a hippogriff. <laughs> hippogriff, that's majestic. Hey, guys. Thanks for... I thought you said hippogriff for a second. Hip- I was like, what? A hypocritical, no. hypocritical hippogriff. So, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> Purple paper people. Purple paper. <laughs> Hypocritical. Purple hypocritical. God, that's a tongue. Yeah, that's a good one to prepare for a show with. There you go. So, and uh, finally, there's me, uh, the name behind the voice that you're hearing right now. X for Reed, but all my friends call me X. And uh, if you want to uh, trade me some uh, Star Wars cards, uh, excremento. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, last week, 
let's see. Let's catch up on what we've been doing for the last week. Uh, I, I'll go first only because I have my own thing written down here. I don't know if anybody else does. But uh, I was on the Waiting for Wrath podcast. And it was a good time. We spent about four hours and about seven beers doing a show. And um, they trimmed it down to one hour. Oh. Wow. How, how many hours? <laughs> it was like four hours. I got on, I got on the horn with them like wow. at 6 p.m. And by the time it was all done, it was uh, like 10 p.m. or so. It was hot. I mean, it was a really, really good show. And they do a damn good, damn fine show there. But it's it's just interesting. I mean, a lot of it probably was conversation that was meant to be had out, out off of the mics anyway. But that is a it was a good time. Aggressive. That is really aggressive editing. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> I, I can't imagine. So they they've agreed to come on the show only with the uh, the caveat that we do it in duos because they think they the all four of them think well we don't have enough personality to do the show by ourselves so <laughs> we're gonna send one, two of us at a time and I'm like that's fine we can handle it it'd be fun. Um, and, but the real interesting thing is, uh, Lee, you probably haven't ever listened to the show, but they, it's an atheist podcast, but they do beer reviews like right at the beginning of it. Cool. And there's, they're out of, um, somewhere in Wyoming. They didn't say specifically where, probably closer to Colorado. And we were working on trying to match up what beer I was going to get to review for their show. And they're like, oh, well, let's go get, let's try this. Let's try this. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Because they found like some Uinta stuff out there. We ended up reviewing Baba from Uinta. Which oh. it's, it's it's a decent beer, but it's not it's not personality driven enough for me. I like beers that attack you, you know, <laughs> ones, ones that leave you wondering what happened the night before. I've made a few of those. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, as I come to find out, like after we did the show, they're like, yeah, we uh, we made a mistake. It's the guy coming on after you that can't handle IPAs. And I was like, wait. Wait, I didn't say it. I can't handle IPAs. And they're like, yeah, we saw like all sorts of like uh, good epic and you into IPAs we could have went with. And I'm like, oh, I could have been <laughs> drinking that instead of Baba. Come on, guys. But it was a good time. What about you, Kyle? What have you been up to, man? Got a whole lot of not much. It's just been one of those weeks where I've been doing nothing but working on the house. <laughs> you got any fun projects or is it just bullshit? No, no, it's all bullshit. It's all it's all bullshit. Uh, you know, there's the uh, the almost house fire I almost had uh, because <laughs> the the idiot asshole who who remodeled my kitchen didn't rewire a couple of the outlets correctly. What did he do? Use like ten amps when it should have been fifteen? Well, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the amperage. What it actually was oh. when they when they installed the backsplash, they just tiled over whatever was there previously. <laughs> so the outlets were recessed too far, so they had to put spacers in. But they didn't cut the holes big enough for the spacer. So the <laughs> things were like right up against the outlet. So it just got hot enough that the plastic eventually melted. Wow. Holy crap, man. Yeah. Licensed and bonded, ladies and gentlemen. Mm, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and I worry about the 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 all the work I did down here. Like, is it? No, I think I took enough precaution. There's some good, pla <laughs> good plastic work on the ceiling there. Oh, yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> it it, it helps. sure as hell beats having the uh, the insulation fall down on me. All yeah, night. you don't want that. And it helps. Yeah, it, all that dust. It helps, with, it. The, it helps with the splatter. <laughs> no, that's the newspaper. You can't see that behind me. It's super. <laughs> Shut up! Super absorbent. <laughs> so, Lee, what about you? You've been doing anything fun for the week? Oh, geez. My, my life is nothing but a cavalcade of fun. 
So that's like, you know, the mission statement when I wake up every morning. What are we going to do? We're going to have fun. So uh, Omo and Restaurant. So pretty much uh, Monday through Saturday, I'm working this week. Uh, we did a little bit of a timeout for Anime Bonsai and Layton. Bonsai. Uh, yeah, which which was uh, it was fun. I think I think it's kind of hit its its nadir. You know, it's uh, I'm, I'm not bashing on the show by any means, but after. <laughs> After Comic Con and uh, and uh, Fan X and everything else, you you go to the Leighton Convention Center and and it's still a really sweet and endearing show. But I can I can kind of I feel like it's uh, I feel like it's kind of winding down a little bit. But they still they still do a great show and and it's it's a really good program for uh, for teenagers to you know get together with a bunch of other kids and be goobers and not be judged for for loving uh, <laughs> you know Oran Host Club. So <laughs> well it's one one thing I especially love about them is that they 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 have the balls to do it on a Sunday yeah, as well. Yeah, and that's and that's great. And I understand the reasons why they won't do it with Fanex and Comic Con. I mean there's there's downtown is is kind of hard to navigate in Salt Lake City on Sunday anyway, but <laughs> yeah. uh, regardless. And then uh, also trying to hit my um Inktober entries every day, which is kind of a fun thing. If you go on Instagram, Citizen Cade23 uh, you can follow my Inktober entries there. Uh, it's every day, basically, a challenge to get some artwork done, which, of course, helps you as an artist grow. So it's kind of important to do that. Yeah, I've been enjoying yep. watching that. Thank by you. By the way, thank you. It's been fun. I've been following you and who else? Uh, Derek from the old Timey Geek Show. Oh, yeah. Derek Hunter. Uh, he's Derek Hunter. Yeah, he's down in uh, Burbank, my old stomping ground where I was born in Burbank, California. So he's yeah, he's working. working on Adventure Time. Yeah, he's a background artist. He's so, I, so fucking cool. <laughs> I think he was part of an Emmy, uh, an Emmy winning episode. So we could, yeah. unless I'm wrong, you know, Emmy winner Derek Hunter. So that's it's, cool. Could it's be so wrong, cute. We'll say it anyway. Our, yeah. And there's, fresh there's a lot of really, like, if you just uh, hit hashtag Inktober on, on, uh, just about any social media, you'll see some phenomenal artists trying to keep up with this, you know, this daily challenge. And it's funny because it's kind of like working out every day, you know, so you got to commit, <laughs> yeah. you got to commit an hour or three and sit down and do this. So uh, my hat's off to anybody that can do it. We're 18 days in and you can see some battle fatigue starting to set in on a couple of people. So. Well, I think what, what month is a uh, NaNoWriMo? What month yeah, that that's happen? that's next month. That's November. That's next month, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I thought because it's Movember and it's NanoRimo. Ah. Yeah, get, yeah, get re- get ready to hear me bitching a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Are you write anywhere near? Anymore. Are you anywhere near finishing the the manuscript that you were working on that a uh, little while back? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. For the sci-fi story? Uh, no, no, no. That one's that one's that one's a long <laughs> way out. <laughs> When you sit down and you go, yeah, this really needs to be like nine books instead of two. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Well, I've read all the Dune books, so sign me up. <laughs> writing's, writing's an interesting beast, man. It's it's something I've been dabbling in lately, and, and I'm I'm just stunned on how seven hours and, and uh, early onset arthritis can can kick in that quickly. <laughs> and I, I I really wish the uh, the voice to uh, text would work a little bit better. It's almost there. It's almost perfect, but mm-hmm. it's not quite. You have to go back and do so much editing. Yeah, there's something about a roll of butcher paper and a box of crayons, though. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so we're going to move into the events coming up for this week. Uh, the Atheists of Utah are having a party with Nick Fish. As you guys are hearing, well, it's not a party. It's a get-together at thirty. Uh, meet me on 33rd. Uh, at 7 p.m., as you guys are hearing this, it'll be tonight because the show's going to go up on Monday. Uh, you already missed the haunted house thing that they're doing tonight. Uh, we have on the 24th, the Halloween party at Piper down, uh, October 30th. There's a trunk or treat going on. We're still waiting for a location on that one. 
And we have a new meeting place for the Thursday coffee meetings, and that's at Salt Lake Coffee Break. And there's a gala coming up, and we will keep you informed on that. It's usually in the winter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, uh, the weekly coffee, the new location, is m- maybe not set in stone, so they may still be going back to Matizo again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll so watch, anyway, watch the Facebook for that one. Yeah, we'll definitely share it with you guys. Uh, the debate was this week on CNN. Did anybody watch it? Or listen to it? No. Uh, I, I, I went back and, and listened to it after the fact. It was surprisingly I, dull. I mistakenly listened to it at work. Uh, and we, we've talked about the work before where it's notoriously right wing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it went uh, uh, like not commercial free. I would say comment free from the right wingers at the, at the job until like somebody came in at the very last minute. And they were talking about the server and the emails from Hillary Clinton and everything. Oh, the, the fabricated controversy. Yeah, and the guy uh, was the yeah. one guy I work with. Like, oh, she should be arrested for that. That's illegal. And I'm like, you guys realize that every other person that was the Secretary of State before her did the same fucking thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, she she passed classified information. I'm like, and they didn't. No, they didn't. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. And I'm like, and you guys want to bitch about emails? What about the stuff from W's past? Like, especially on the lead up to the war. Come on. Yeah. Those yeah. those emails just magically disappeared. Yeah, no, people are missing a big, big piece of that puzzle where they where they come out and they say there was classified information in her emails. What they're missing is the fact that they're not saying who those emails were between. Just the yeah. fact that that some of those emails may contain information that may not have been at that point in time classified, but was later classified. Well, I, I worked for a Fortune 500 company for years, and mm-hmm. uh, technically anything I sent to senior management was classified, and mm-hmm. I, del- yeah. I deleted all those emails because I was supposed to. That was my <laughs> job. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bernie Sanders was killing it. I thought he clearly walked away as the winner, but uh, unfortunately, most of the news media didn't seem to think so. Yeah, I guess that depends on who you ask. <laughs> Well, they don't. They don't. Uh, they don't want to focus on him because he's he doesn't uh, he, <laughs> he doesn't want them to make the money that they think they're going to make off of a candidate like him. And he's he's kind of untouchable too because there's really no skeletons in the man's closet. Yeah, and, and you you go poking around a lot, and you're just reminded of all of the cool shit that he did, right? Right, and this. that he's been sincerely at this for decades. And then, oh, okay, let's call him a communist. Then, cool, that's not going to work either. So. I mean, it will. There's people out there that that bought into that completely, but. Oh, yeah, they are. The problem is he just comes out and goes, well, no, here's why you're wrong. Right. He just spends 15 minutes trying to educate you on why you're actually wrong. Yeah. Well, imagine that dialogue from a. Yeah. No kidding. Well, the important thing for me is that during the whole debate, uh, people wanted to turn it to like character attacks and everything. And every time they've you've seen this guy on the news with anybody, they ask questions about. Well, what do you think about Hillary Clinton's this or that? And he goes, okay, well, there's this issue that I'm working on that I really would like to see solved. And they're just trying to steer it back to it. And he's like, no, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to use my time on the national stage to get shit done. It's going to be interesting if he gets the nomination because he's he's flat out said he's just not going to go negative on anything. And so Mm -hmm. how do you uh, how do you campaign against that when we've got decades of 
of the political machine now being so pro attack ad and so pro. I mean, what were the swift bo- the swift boat gunners against John Kerry? Yeah. yeah, and and that's just not going to work against a guy who's basically going to say, no, it's not about this. It's about the issues. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about campaign finance reform. Let's talk about Black Lives Matter. Let's talk about uh, the fact that uh, kids are graduating with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt for a $12 an hour job. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. And you can't really ignore it. You can sit there and attack it, but he's going to keep coming back with with the facts. That's so going to be an interesting thing if he gets that far. And it's just I, I love how he's pointing out how there's income stagnation. There's just been no movement at all from the middle class in the last uh, like 30, 40 years. Let's see, probably a little bit pre Reagan era, mm-hmm. like economics. So, God, who was before him? I struggled. I struggled like early uh, 80s. Who is, who's before, before, Reagan? before Reagan? Yeah, who's before Carter. Reagan? Was Carter, it Ford? Yeah. Or Carter. Carter, okay. and, Carter and then uh, Ford and Nixon before that. I was there for okay. all of them. So, <laughs> no, you weren't. You don't look a day over. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my, <laughs> my first president was Johnson. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's just interesting that we have a yet another uh, Democratic uh, guy that is trying to run for the office of president who is motivating, mm-hmm. finally motivating the youth of this of this world to get off their ass and vote. And I think it's great that the millennials and then on are actually getting a fire in their bellies for this kind of stuff. Hopefully. Instead of the apathy that people tend to think that we're known for. I yeah, you, just, I mean, I we're great just, at being apathetic, but... <laughs> yeah, I think they just like Shouty McBrooklyn. Shouty McBrooklyn? Sanders. That, that's, oh. that's his new name, Shouty McBrooklyn. Oh, is, is that what he's rapping under now? Well, it should be. <laughs> yeah. I'm real Shouty. MC, I'm MC shouty. shouty McBrooklyn. All you other Shouties are just... Imitating. Well, the two guys that are getting all the attention right now are, are both being credited for speaking their mind, you know. So if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna listen to to somebody speak their mind, I want to hear them speak their mind in a way that doesn't come across as uh, particularly hostile and perhaps constructive, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> or you know, the other guy that's shouting really loud is just a bigot, racist, <laughs> that never really had and to let's, work. Let's in let's his let's, life, let's, let's count his bankrupt businesses. <laughs> Let's count one, two, or the ones that won't allow them in the front doors anymore. Right, right. (laughs) Oh, man. So uh, we're going to move on to the next topic that we have here in uh, Texas. There's a sheriff that's daring people to take offense to the Bible verses on police vehicles. Oh, sure. So it's yet another um, lawsuit waiting to happen from the FFRF. Are they are they uh, are these military or not military vehicles? Sorry, slip of the tongue. Uh, are these are these police vehicles funded by the government? They are these. Uh, okay, so yeah. in Hemphill County, Texas, uh, Sheriff James Pearson wants everyone to know that if you take offense to the "I am I am the Good Shepherd," and then it has the Bible scripture John ten eleven. I didn't bother to look it up because I I don't care. But um, <laughs> so these are vehicles that are paid by atheist tax money whether they want to believe it or not, and uh, that uh, we're missing the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, it's just interesting that on top of him, there's all sorts of other departments out there in Texas that are slapping on the whole in God we trust and everything on on vehicles. And people might think it's silly that, you know, atheists and free thinkers and sec- especially secular people, it doesn't have to be strictly the atheists that are getting upset about this. Well, it's, not it's even not even the secularists. I mean, this country does have monotheists. Or sorry, polytheists. 
Yeah, that's true. We have we have so, lots of them. Yeah, we do. I was just trying to so, figure out if that was an Old or New Testament saying, because if it's Old Testament, then it's Abrahamic, and it can apply to all three Abrahamic all three. faiths, yeah. but still it yeah. cuts out anybody who is not, you know, a follower of an Abrahamic religion. So here's here's the quote from the the good sheriff, the, the, the good shepherd sheriff. Uh, he's proud to serve Hemp Hill County. This was done to honor our commitment to all our citizens. All. <laughs> honor their commitment mm-hmm. to all of the citizens and the community as a whole. Also to continue to mor- memorialize the fallen. I don't what? see how that memorializes the fallen at all. Um, nothing more, nothing less. Those that chose to be offended missed the point completely. Be kind to one another. Decals are funded by individuals, not by county tax dollars. Well, they're still on county funded vehicles though that's just funny it's like well what what if i come up with my like, can i come up to your police car with the pentagram you know having the tenets, yeah. seven tenets of satanism <laughs> we should or the that satanic temple really good slap that would look really good on the hood of a if, of if a, i were to, if i were to privately privately fund all the scriptures of the uh, lawgiver from planet of the apes and <laughs> you know ape shall not ape kill ape <laughs> uh you know can, can we put that on it because it's privately funded and it's probably I know somebody who's got a really good decal machine. Well, and it, it's funny <laughs> that like they 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 don't really understand that they're just opening themselves up to this because if you're including one, you have to include all or none. It's all or none, people. Is, is this not, is this Texas? This is Texas. Well, we should have just let them secede. Then this wouldn't have been an issue. Oh, but there's so many good atheists in Texas. I I love a lot of those people they, out there. <laughs> could have seceded and still be atheists. It's okay. <laughs> Well, I know, except like they would have, they would bring back the laws on the books. If you're atheist, we're going to string you up. Oh, and yeah. Sadly, sadly, there would be a lot of people that would be hooting and hollering and cheering for that shit. Well, we, we should actually uh, learn a little lesson from our our current uh, our current enemies in the Middle East right now, or as we call them, <laughs> enemies, and and look at uh, their history, <laughs> and look at what they were experiencing as as a culture in the '70s when you actually had uh, better better rights for women in parts of the Middle East, uh, especially yeah. parts of Persia. Uh, when Iran was actually a, a pretty progressive country back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And so you look at that, now you, you look at it as a as an extremely religiously intolerant uh, area, and I see some of the far-right yahoos out there that are trying to uh, restore the religious glory of the United States of America, and I'm thinking, yeah, what are we going to look like in 30 years if that happens? <laughs> Which is why we're trying to do the good fight, try to keep it up. But the good fight. Do they well, do they really want to go back to the 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 puritanical rules? Oh, I, I think they think <laughs> they do. They just haven't educated themselves on what those are. You know, I can't wait to see people walking around with crosses on their shoulders and then one on a beanie cap that they're walking. With. Yeah, black out of reference. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of you know learning from history and everything, it, it'd be interesting if if Fundy Wrighties wanted to do that, but they're pa- they're too busy passing laws like in Alabama. Like banning, uh, banning. Sorry, not banning. Ugh, banning the uh, learning of uh, Islam in schools. But again, are you teaching the Old Testament? <laughs> they <should. laughs> I mean, they see. They, Be like, it's all there. Yeah, it's, it's all there. <laughs> there are three Abrahamic faiths, and they all use the Old Testament. So again, you're you're teaching part of it right there. So should we ban the Old Testament <laughs> in every part of of that state so that you don't teach any part of of Islamic faith? <laughs> You don't want to accidentally, you know, <laughs> give one of the hadiths. It's actually something from the uh, 
from the Ten Commandments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And actually, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, um, Jesus in the Islamic faith is is actually one of the prophets, and uh, yep, Esau. Esau is going to come back and uh, herald mm-hmm. in a thousand years of, pa- of faith. So if we're not going to allow those teachings of, of the Islamic faith, then we probably shouldn't be allowed to talk about Jesus either. Otherwise, somebody might put that connection together. And I, uh, I watched a video earlier this week talking about the mentioning of uh, certain prophets within the the Quran, and it was interesting that like they say the the name for Jesus like forty something times, mm-hmm. and how many times did they say the word Muhammad in there? Like four. Mm-hmm. I'm a little rusty on it. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's just really interesting. Like everybody's like, oh, they all they do is praise Muhammad and all this other stuff, and it's like, well, <laughs> that's only in like four different places, man. You know, <laughs> the guy made the book particularly not a lot about himself. Yeah, little humility there, yeah. tiny bit. God, God forbid. <laughs> Allah forbid. Sorry. <laughs> Same. Oh, since we're since we're talking about, and this is gonna be a wonderful segue. Uh, people bringing their wives and keep treating them like chattel. Mm. Uh, Michelle Duggar, <laughs> <sighs> such a wonderful example of feminism in this. Why feminism is needed in this world still. <laughs> Took to her family blog. This yes, they have a family blog, and I did read it. Sorry, how you feeling? Uh, I, I did a do not follow link before I went to it, though, so she don't get credit for my <laughs> click. <laughs> so she wanted to give some marriage advice to uh, all the ladies out there about um, being the only one that can fulfill your husband's special need. And you should cater to him for this. And so if... she, she's she's recounting her advice as she received as a newlywed. Mm. And I'm going to read the quote here. I know you're excited. You're a bride to be. You've got to remember this. You're the only one that can meet that special need that he has in his life for intimacy. Him and his Ashley uh, Madison account. Ashley Madison. <laughs> I found my special lights. purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up a poor black boy. <laughs> only you and this bottle of lotion and his hand can fulfill that special purpose. You know, the only one you haven't heard of brothels or, you know, ev- essentially every other female out yeah. there. Well, and I, you know, she... or male. It depends on what, what floats his boat. I don't mean I'm not going to be choosy. I'm just wondering after some of the incredible decisions that other members of her family have made that anybody's actually giving her any kind of a mouthpiece <laughs> to give advice about. Uh, it's, just, it's just amazing. She <laughs> said, you're it. You're the only one. So don't forget that he needs you. So when you're exhausted at the end of the day, maybe from dealing with the little ones and you fall into bed so exhausted at night, don't forget about him because you and he are the only ones who can have that time together. No one else in the world. You can just roll over. That's fine. Oh, boy. Uh, We're getting to that paragraph here in a second. No one else in that world can meet that need. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, So be available. And not just available, but be joyfully available to him. Oh, so fake it. <laughs> yeah. Smile and be willing to say, yes, sweetie, I am here for you. Uh, no matter what, even though you may be exhausted and big pregnant, you may not feel like how he feels. Uh-huh. Ugh. Ugh. I, <laughs> no, I, I mean, dream. you know, seriously, there's there's nothing like uh, a consensual, hey, let's do it, you know, but... uh. <laughs> Oh, I'm obligated to do it because Duggar, uh, Duggar Spawn told me to. I, I uh, it's just there's nothing quite like getting the whole rolling of the eyes. <sighs> okay, get it over with. Yeah, yeah no. there's, there's nothing quite so hot as all right, make it quick. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I just I, I don't know. She, 
everything about that, that family that makes my, my skin crawl. <laughs> it should. No, yeah. I just don't know why why they get the attention that they get. It's astonishing to me. It, it just hurts my feelings that not only I mean, this is a pretty well known like quiver, quiverful movement out there, and they're being treated like property pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they're only like one step away from being sold at auction blocks, kind of thing. Well, and it's it's funny because I've been married. She's. Uh, I, I think my my marriage will be old enough to drink this December. And <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's an awesome thing. But I mean, yeah, sometimes you're in the mood and sometimes yep. she's not. And that means, cool, you make a rain check or you uh, you find something else to do, because frankly, it's it's not about what you need at that exact moment. It's what both of you need at that exact moment. Sometimes that's a nap. you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't wait. I've learned for, I've learned from many years of don't wake me up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless you know, but take it take it when it happens. So enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it. let it happen. Don't fucking push no. it. Gosh, it's <laughs> just not, sickening. Not how it works. And and it just it makes me feel even worse because we have shady groups here in Utah, especially the southern part of Utah, where women are treated even worse than that. Oh yeah, and so. It it just makes me really really sad for this country yep. that we still have this kind of like sexual slavery going on. That's pretty terrible. Okay, so I'm going to bring it up to a uh, a higher note here. Let's see. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask Lee about this one because there was a news item. I don't know if you've been following the the uh, the the legacy of this lab grown meat. The lab grown bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about it because I I, brought, I had a, a link from Gizmodo about it. Um, I mean, it, it would be great and all that if there was people actually being able to not have to slaughter animals to have me- have meat in their life. You know, I, 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 I don't slaughter animals on a daily basis and I don't have well, meat yeah. in my life. But the, the funny part here is, is that it's all about it's all about uh, sating that mouthfeel is really all it is. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, mm-hmm. you know what? And and please don't take this wrong. Um, it comes down to, to this for me. We are going to see, we we know for a fact we're willing to bet millions and millions of dollars on research and development that people would rather eat franken meat, <laughs> something grown in a test tube, um, than not eat meat at all. And because we know, we know if you if you there there's plenty of science out there basically saying it's not a sustainable practice. So that the American agriculture system is oh it's terrible, it's collapsing in around itself because. Um, we can't sustain it. Our appetite for it is out of control. We're ruining our bodies. We're ruining our health. Uh, we, we just shouldn't be eating that much meat if, and then you get the world health, uh, health organization and the UN saying we need to just not eat it at all. Right. So now mm-hmm. you have labs that are saying, well, we're just going to make cloned meat. And then you don't have the, <laughs> you don't have all the, uh, the arable resources being used, all the water and all the land and all the grain being used to, to raise these animals and kind of say, and, you know, it's my own personal agenda here, but yeah, we don't need it at all. No, I mean, you could have some seitan or sorry, I'm not sure of the pronunciation. Sa- I see the lip. Yeah. Seitan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That has the good, has the great mouth. Feel. Yeah, it's wheat meat. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's just, uh, it's just vital wheat, gluten and broth. I mean, it's pretty easy to make. Um, you can, you can add more protein to it. If you're a CrossFit person, you want to get some physical protein and bulk into it. Um, you can, you'd actually add beans to it, garbanzo beans into it with your blender. And, and it has a really good feel to it. Uh, I use a, a product called soy curls. It's just soybeans. That's all it is. And it, it's almost indistinguishable from, from chicken. And so that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. Or just go the route where you don't need to replace it at all. And, uh, you know, tell me if anybody actually knows me physically, please ask me to my face where I get my protein. 
<laughs> there's so much of it in natural foods. Out yeah, there. exactly. So there's yeah, there's there's that, actually more protein in in most plant matter than in meat. Oh, kale's out of control. I mean, but you'd have to eat yeah. several pounds of kale to get there. But I can honestly say I, I haven't eaten meat in in probably 14 years. Uh, I get a cold about once every five. You know, wow, so it's great. just not something that that I experience. So, uh, getting outside of my own personal soapbox, um, why are we cloning meat? When we could maybe just cut down to the point where what's what's out there is being taken care of better. I, I kind of think the term ethically slaughtered animals is kind of a, a, a giant crock. It's a giant yeah. crock of <laughs> shit. Is. So, oh, yeah. Oh, look, they got to play in a pasture their whole lives before to put a hook in their neck and stunned them to death. <laughs> you, know, so, <laughs> you, you still killed them, you know. So I don't know. True that. I, I just I, mean, I don't understand the just, need for it. It just seems really interesting that I mean, I. This is a kind of an offshoot of the whole 3D printing organs thing and being able to grow human skin and everything in vats and stuff. And it's kind of neat. But at the same time, it's like, how obscene is it that that's really the extent that we're willing to go to have a nugget, you know? Right. And maybe, <laughs> maybe we just don't need the nugget. And you look at, uh, you know, and, and this is not something that I personally believe, but uh, <laughs> we're we're in uh, such a such a amazingly hypocritical um, stance on, on what we'll eat here in the West. So um, if we, we will eat our cows, we'll eat chickens, we'll eat goats, we'll eat, you know, a, a certain number of, of farm animals out there, but cats and dogs populate freely in the street and they're off. Oh no, you can't possibly eat those. Oh, no, cute. No. Cute. And I'm like, well, seriously, if you're going to, I think it's, I think it's repugnant to eat any of it. So, but I, I kind of pose the question every once in a while. Well, you know, when you have that new litter of cats, why don't you eat those? I mean, frankly, yeah. just let them loose in the yard. People just look at me like I'm some sort of barbarian. I'm like, I'm not eating the cat. I'm not eating the cow either. <laughs> but, you know, let's let's look at that. Or let's look at Thailand where there's not a lot of chickens. So they eat a lot of crickets and bugs and beetles. And you talk about a dense protein source and yeah. uh, you can you can make a compost pit and raise your own crickets if you mm-hmm. really want that, but no, we don't eat crickets. <laughs> so, oh, you which is, do eat which is bugs, actually, you. yeah, which is actually too bad because they're not, they're not bad. No. Well, I've, I've had one of the protein bars that has the cricket meal in it. Sure. Yeah. Just to try it out. And it's, it's just interesting. It's not, it's not any different than any other grainy ass protein bar you've ever had. Right. So if, it's just getting a little extra antenna action in there. For you, but <laughs> you just don't think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're going to eat it, eat it. But frankly, I, I'd still, I don't know. I think I'm I'm so far entrenched in in my own personal beliefs with this that I kind of wonder, you know, when we have so many other different types of protein we could be using, whether it's plant-based protein or say if you're going to go with if you're going to go the cricket route or if you're going to go I still just don't get why we eat the animals that we eat. And uh, you know, if you watch a, a there's a documentary on Netflix right now called Cowspiracy, go ahead and watch that and see how you feel about the the burger you're going to pick <laughs> up next week. Um that's you know, again, part of my own. Well, person, so when was the last time that anybody had a burger actually was eating a like all burger? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's what's the thing? With- you don't want, you don't want to look into ground beef too much, people. Yeah, there's Let's a lot there's a that. lot of ground soybean <laughs> in that too. So, oh, well, I'm talking about the stuff from the floor, <laughs> yeah. of the, slot, <laughs> the, 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 the hooves and snouts and shit yeah. and stuff like that. And so, yeah, no, we 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 are in a position where. Uh, what's our population rounding in at? I know we're over 7 billion now and we, we look at how we're going to feed all of those people. And really there are a lot of, as a, as a raging anarchist, um, I see a lot of businesses that are really concerned about how they're going to keep their slaughterhouses open and keep their farms open and their ranches open when you're rounding out about 8 billion, 9 million or 9 billion, 10 billion people. 
Um, if we get away from that type of practice, if we get away from this uh, this omnivorous practice and we're going towards more of a, a plant-based agricultural society, we could feed all of those people and we could feed them quite well. Well, I mean, it's I, I don't remember how many people got this kind of um, it's I wouldn't say it's an ethical problem like in school, but it was the question of, you know, you have your you have an egg that could be grown into a chicken. Mm. You have X amount of grain kind of thing. What do you do? You know, if, if you're on a desert island kind of thing yeah. and it's like uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'd feed the chicken grain and then I'd slaughter the chicken and I'd eat the chicken. And it's like, no. You should probably eat the grain or yeah, grow the grain. Grow the grain. <laughs> you can do a lot with that. You and the chicken could live quite well for quite a long time. So yeah, no, there's there's you have a have a nice little pet. There's a lot we could do, and and I won't even get into the uh, the ecological issues that we deal with 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 our, our current situation. Or my wife likes to talk about the uh, the actual feminist implications of a of an omnivorous diet. Um, Oh, that'd be interesting. Oh, it's very interesting because if you think about it, the forced – I'm going to get into it now. <laughs> I said I wouldn't, but – Yes, uh, no. The, no, that's why yes. we have you on the show. Yeah. Go Blueberries. I mean, we, we're, we're, talking, we're, talking about, uh, we're talking about the forced, um, the forced captivity of farm animals and the forced impregnation of farm animals. Uh, those cows don't give milk year-round unless they're forcefully inseminated. So we're, mm-hmm. we're, literally, um, we're literally factory milking these animals until they're seven years old and then we slaughter them off for meat. So – um, if I were a religious person, I would be really concerned about the the futility of God's creatures. And as a non-religious uh, person, I just think that we could take better care of our uh, our less human brothers and sisters out there. And I think it's interesting how mankind has always had this uh, this vision of ourselves being more noble than any other animal out there. Yeah, and. And people and we've talked about it on the show many times before where we're we're just animals like the rest of them. We just happen to be an apex of it. Yeah, we're not we're not the apex, depending on what situation you're in. But we're definitely up there. So whenever I hear people talking about how we need to call the deer numbers because, you know, we can't have too many of them out there. It's like, no, nature. No, no, no you don't. Yeah, yeah. Nature, nature take care took of care of that for a long time well, yeah, before but we, we came along. We wiped out the wolf population. Because they yeah, were coming in and eating our mm-hmm. cows, so you know that's that's why the deer got out of control. So we're we're always such a such a flawless parasite in everything we do. Um, it's just funny. We're, we're trying to we're trying to twitch the like twist the numbers to make them work with the way we want them to, and not realizing yeah. that we're fucking it up worse in the process. No, our, our our planet is a really good organism. It'll you know <laughs> it'll live without it'll, us. <laughs> it'll do just fine. People say save the planet. I'm like, oh, the planet will be here. <laughs> so, no, yeah, the planet will be I, fine. We might not. Every time I look at the the animations of how much longer like life on this planet can exist like within the next i think it's what like four billion or something like no it's like 13 and a half billion until the sun engulfs it mm-hmm. or you know to it expands to the point where there's no liquid water on the planet anymore or it just goes beneath the beneath the rocks but anyway uh the mars yeah i mean we've gone Let's see. We've been this planet's been here four point five billion. Life's been on it. Let's see. According to Neil deGrasse Tyson, like the last week of the the calendar. Right. Uh. So yeah. I mean, it's still got like another two years or three years of that galactic calendar that it can go off of. So well, it's it's funny. Is is we're let's not kid ourselves here, people. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's not kid ourselves. Let's educate ourselves and let's let's maybe stop being so defensive about the things that we don't want to hear. You know, you, you hear about how many people won't pay attention to climate change or how many people won't pay attention to um, the amount of, of sludge that comes out of a factory farm and is actually destroying sections of the ocean so that they're completely 
uh, uninhabitable, you know, and, and we could look at it. I see us, I see us at this great area in history right now where we've got the Gene Roddenberry future over here and we've got the George <laughs> Miller future over here. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we, we realize that we want to take that hard right, not the hard left. <laughs> oh, but Mad Max was so good. Mad Max was we t- great. I love watching it. I don't want to live there. <laughs> oh, but I've got my hockey pads and spikes already made. Good job. I'm a fat boy. I'm going to last about a month. I'm somebody's dinner. <laughs> no, he'll be the, the extra pale one on the chain. Yeah. The love slave. Yeah. Be like, like, he sure is soft. Tell us another story, monkey. <laughs> well, you got that going for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. All of us buttery voice chubby guys are just going to be <laughs> lambs for the slaughter. Uh, <laughs> my, my dad raised me better. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think that brings us to our first break. Yep. Just right there at the right time. So uh, we're going to go refresh our drinks and uh, empty a bladder or two, and then we'll be right back. We'll catch you in a second. This nuclear treaty is America's curse on the future of Israel. If our Congress does not vote this down, We must have a veto-proof bill, or we, the United States of America, are in direct line of fire to receive the judgment of God. The day America turns its back on Israel will be the day God turns his back on us. Okay, so I have to bow out real quick. You know, I have real life stuff besides podcasting that I have to take care of sometimes, and that includes family work sometimes. But anyway, uh, Kyle's going to handle this segment real quick, and I will be right back. All right, Kyle, lead us down that treacherous road. Oh, please Come on, man. Please You're in the X-Wing, on, in the trench. Come on. <laughs> Stay, Stay on, on target. Stay Hi, on Felicia. Target. Oh. Hi. Yeah. Have, yes, I got we have here. Felicia here. Yeah. Uh, so Felicia is done with her uh, haunted house duty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, hey, what what happened there? Oh my god, we actually got twenty plus people there. No, okay, a quarter of that was my family, but <laughs> like, still, I was like, hey, you guys want? They like they don't go to their family doesn't go to the AOU events ever. Like they're like, hey, I've I've been to a couple that for to get twenty people to show up to an AOU event. That's that's pretty good. It was really good, actually. Something like this, especially where it wasn't like one of the major events. It was one of the minor ones. Oh, and it was a bunch of new faces, like people who have never been to an atheist meetup. And, uh, you know, and I got I got to hand it to my family. Like they were they they made people feel welcome and, and everything when I was busy running around trying to get everything taken care of. There's some miscommunication about <laughs> paying for the tickets and stuff, but it would mean it all worked out in herding cats, let me tell you. <laughs> like uh, we're like, okay, well, are we ready to go in? Yeah, no, we, you went to my we're, car. Yeah, we're we're already well aware that that doing anything with atheists is like herding cats. <laughs> um which uh which haunted house did you guys hit up? Uh we went to Castle of Chaos. Uh two of our members, Dan and, and Summer, uh they get they got us a hookup and we got really good discount. It was, you know, thirteen dollars ticket and we just yeah we 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 actually had to split up the group and go in smaller groups because it was just so big but luckily you know people brought people and uh there was the like the few people that came by themselves we they ended up just making a group themselves like i didn't have to be like okay and you weirdos like (laughs) now they're like yeah we can be a group sure and like (laughs) and yeah everyone was just super welcoming and you know everyone's great so we had a really good time Nice. Uh, do you do you do the haunted houses, Lee? No. 
I, I love that shit. It I, didn't scare me enough this time, though. I can't. Much. I can't do them um, because uh, I'm the type of person that would do really well in say an FBI counterterrorist group because. I think of scenarios all the time, and one of my ideal murder scenarios would be uh, run in with the mask, kill a bunch of people, rip the mask off, and run out with the rest of the would-be victims. So I just can't do the haunted house. Uh, speaking of that kind of thing, there was a security guard outside who was super important, apparently. By really? His, yeah, by, by his own attitude. He had a gun. Officer Milk Dud had a gun. He had a gun. I was like, dude, are you serious? And he was like, he was like hurting us. And like, he's like, okay, you guys, you can stay over here. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's what we're doing. We're just meeting up our group. Wow. And then like the people had their vapes. They weren't even smoking cigarettes. They had their vapes. And he's like, you guys can stand over there. And he like made him stand even further away from the line outside. And he was just, he was just walking around like with his super <laughs> serious face. I'm like, Really? Oh, and then the guy at the the security guy at the at the front where you let people in and they tell you the rules. Uh, was wearing a BYU cap, and uh, he knew we were the atheist group. And he, <laughs> my sister, for some reason was like, "Oh shit!" You know, nothing. She wasn't like cursing at somebody. She just said shit or something. It's a haunted house. People are gonna swear. Yeah, that was, he was like, he actually looked at her, he's like, no foul language. So my mom's like, quack, 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 quack. <laughs> mm. No yeah. foul language in a haunted house. Yeah, that's really going to work. <laughs> I that's know. Really well. Mom jokes. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Now, my mom says fuck about as much as I do. So, but <laughs> My mom uh, created the word. <laughs> it's attributed to her. It's so great. Uh, but it was so funny because, like, we get, like, five feet in and my sister goes, shit. I mean poop. <laughs> like she's, she said that to one of the actors. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean poop. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I can't. I can't do the haunted houses because I I get really twitchy, uh, right on the verge of punchy when people jump out at me. Yeah, I, I also have that issue. Like I've I've always I'm. If you if you don't know me personally, I'll just I'll just put it out there. I'm I'm about six three. Um. I have the build of a linebacker who drinks too much beer. And so if I were to really get freaked out, my automatic reflex is to start punching and I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm a pacifist by nature. I mean, geez, I, I don't, I don't even eat things that were alive. So why would I want to hit somebody that's alive just for doing their job? And half the people in these haunted houses are, you know, they're, they're high school kids or college kids. And I don't want to be that guy that ruined their entire week by getting punchy in the haunted house. Usually I show up with those things drunk too. So that's kind of a bad comedy. Oh yeah. That's, that's not. Yeah. I'm, I'm five one. Yeah. And I also get punchy. So that's why I didn't do the kidnap you option. Cause I was afraid I'd hurt somebody. And <laughs> though she is, but little, she is fierce. Like you, you don't understand. I, I, I will fight. It's <laughs> a good reflex. <laughs> At my yeah. size, I've had to learn how to be like, Hey, yeah, you gotta be yeah. fierce. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. What, what? People actually sign up to get kidnapped. Oh, I, I really wanted to. I love to get scared. Love it. <laughs> this is my shock oh. face. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is over Skype. People, like people don't, they're listening. It's a podcast. People don't see our faces. Right. So, Kyle, what are we talking about now? 
Well, we were uh, we were going to talk about some movie things. Uh, oh, so awesome. uh, I believe just before the show the show started, uh, we were talking about the new Star Wars poster that just came out. Y'all. Uh, and how closely we we are pouring over this thing. Oh, we're two months out, aren't we? We're two we're two months out. Yeah, we have two months to examine this poster. Uh, we do get a new trailer tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh my god, it's only two months. Yep. Sorry, I've, I'm like I've got all these like <laughs> events and and well like holiday shot like the holiday season's coming up and I you know work real so that's I forgot Star Wars was also two months. Yeah, no, as far as I'm concerned right now, right now on my radar, this is just another movie that's coming out at the end of the year. I've got like three or four every week from now until the end of the year. <laughs> so, yeah, this is really just like, okay, I, I can't get worked up about it. I can't. Oh, go ahead. I, go ahead. I, you have my permission. Well, I, I can because I've also got 30 years of expectation behind this. So let go of your expectations, Kyle. I can't let go of your expectations. <laughs> I can't. I believe it leads to the dark side. Oh yeah. Well, we, we, we get our expectations to lead us to the path of the, of the Phantom Menace, which I, yeah. I still to this day maintain is not a terrible movie. We just got our expectations so wrapped up that there's no way it could have ever met those expectations. No, I was, it, a, it I was a kid. I had no expectations other than Star Wars. And right. So. Yeah, we had a great time. We didn't care. Exactly. Like, yeah, Jar Jar Binks. And then, like, later it was like, oh, he is racist, isn't he? <laughs> well, like, I had no idea that was racial stereotypes. I was like, funny character. I don't, I don't, like, think, I don't think George did either. No, I don't think he did. No, I think he was like, you know, I loved those Charlie Chan movies, when, or not, you know, the Step and Fetch It movies and all those other things. <laughs> and you want to hear one of my favorite defenses of Jar Jar Binks is actually uh, Ahmed Best, the guy that played him. And he gets so pissed because he's like, look, do you think I would have played that if I thought it was a racial stereotype? You know? Yeah. And let's also address the fact that Jar Jar Binks is the father of motion capture. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's yeah. in there. Yeah, so we, we, we have our thing. So, you know, you don't have to love them. You don't have to. But let's 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 temper the expectations because it's going to be what it's going to be. It is. All, yeah. all I'm really see, I have no idea when I'm going to see. I've got to see it in theaters and I will, but I'm not like setting aside time. Uh, what I did do was promise my friend that I'd babysit her, her what will be a newborn infant and her toddler so she could go see it. So I realized what that promise meant, and now I'm terrified. Oh, and that friend would be Rena, friend of the show. We love her. Hi, Rena. <laughs> I'm still, that's, that offer is still on the table. Just terrified. <laughs> <laughs> to watch, to watch the new, the new infant. Yeah. I, I will never ask you to watch my children because they're nearly adults. So, <laughs> well, you can watch them, but from afar. Yeah. <laughs> Not creepy at all. Nope. Nope. That, okay. <laughs> this nice lady is going to watch you from across the street. <laughs> Smile and wave, kids. <laughs> Smile and wave in your Smile. cosplay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the, the Star Wars poster looks fantastic. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, I'm waiting for John Boyega to not be the peg warmer. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm talking about, like if you've if you've <laughs> seen any of the Force Awakens action figures, you go to your local Target or your Toys R Us, and the only figures that are there are Chewbacca and John and uh, Finn, because no one knows who Finn is. No one knows mm-hmm. what Finn does. You know, he's just he's just that guy wearing that costume, and uh, you know, we, we yeah, we know precisely two things. Well, three things about him. Right. So we he can was, say he, he wore stormtrooper armor. And he yeah. has he has Luke's lightsaber, and he tends to look a little panicky. He, he, he breathes and he really looks heavy. Yeah. yeah. But I he mean, looks, I, he looks I know the guy and, and worried. 
Either of you see Attack the Block? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic actor, so I'm so excited he for what he's going to bring he to is. Star Wars. But I, I kind of want his action figures to start selling <laughs> so that people don't go, you know what? The problem with America is we're all racists and we don't want a black hero. Well, there's that, too. Well, uh, maybe, just maybe, a little bit. I, th- I think we I think we do want a black hero. We just don't know it yet. We do. I think that's well, I mean, just look at the success of Frozen. Like, you know, every, like Hollywood still has that whole thing. People don't want to watch women in leads. And they especially don't want to watch yeah, two women. And then it's like Frozen was the most successful Disney movie ever. Well, Frozen it's- Frozen did a really good job of capitalizing on its target audience. Because a lot of people say Frozen was targeting little girls. Frozen was not targeting little girls. Frozen was targeting 20 to 30-year-old women who now have kids who went to see Little Mermaid and loved Beauty and the Beast. And so that's what that movie is. It feels like almost a rehash of those 90s Disney movies with, with uh, whatever they had going on with them. I don't know what you're talking about. I totally didn't get completely sucked in and love everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is a, actually an argument I have frequently with people, uh, especially about the whole, the whole female character thing. Mm-hmm. People don't care about the gender of your character. As long as it's a good character, make it, if it's Mm -hmm. a good character, people will watch it and people will. This is true. Have you guys guys seen numbers for Crimson Peak for its sales for this weekend? Mm -hmm. No, I I haven't. So I have no idea where it's at, but, uh, I actually just barely had that up. And if you give me three seconds, I can get it pulled back up. No, no, the reason why Uh, I'm bringing that up is because, uh, you know, most people see the previews for that and they think, oh, it's a Tom Hiddleston movie, but it's actually a Mia Wasikowska movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, she is a hero. She is the, um, actually super empowered, really intelligent, really smart. Sure. She, she gets a little freaked out sometimes and cries a little bit. But for the most part, she's a super empowered, super awesome female character. That movie is about her. It's completely about her. And mm-hmm. people going well, to see this movie are going to realize that and go, whoa, here's the female hero we wanted. You know, I'm excited. That's it's, what I, I can't wait to see. It's so good. <laughs> it's so <laughs> that's, gross, but it's so yeah. good. That's, that's Actually, as soon as I see Guillermo del Toro's name, I'm like, yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, this is his first American studio horror movie. Mm -hmm. It is. Because everything else he's done from uh, American studio. Well, except for, you know, maybe Blade 2. Well, he did produce Mama. He did produce Mama. And although it was PG-13, that movie still freaks me out. I was like, holy shit, they nailed a PG-13 horror. Like, it was terrifying. Oh, I loved it. I've watched that movie like five times. I still need to watch okay. it. Okay, here we are. So, so, okay. so Crimson, Crimson Peak at this point has, they're estimating uh, about 12.8 million. That's it? Yeah, for this for this weekend, which isn't really surprising because it was also going up against Goosebumps, The Martian, and Bridge of Spies. <sighs> Ew, all of that. It had a bit Ew. of competition. Well, and you know, Bridge of Spies is an amazing movie, so I'm not gonna Plus. I'm not gonna knock yeah. it. And I've heard the Goosebumps movie is really, really fun. Um, but Guillermo del Toro will probably never get a hit in the United States. I just don't no. think it's gonna happen. So no, no, he, he's gonna have a hard time. He's gonna have a hard time really appealing to to the mainstream. Um, I think the closest he's come so far is Pacific Rim. Well, Pacific Rim didn't even make money here. It, it had to no, go over really. yeah. yeah. I loved Pacific Rim. I mean, so, the story. Oh, the story was, you know, what it was, but I loved, <laughs> I loved it. It was such a, it was such a feast for the eyes and mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Day cracks my shit up. So, uh, but Guillermo del Toro, uh, I remember when uh, Pan's Labyrinth came out on DVD because I was working at Hollywood at the time. Yeah. 
It's a throwback. Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> video. What's your dream? <laughs> and I uh, now in Spanish Fork. I was working in Spanish Fork, I'm and so I, sorry. I I would recommend that movie to people, and I would talk them into the rated R rating. Like I'd be like, just give it, just just give it a shot. And then I talk and they bring it back and they'd be like, it has subtitles. I was like, because <laughs> yeah, it's in Seriously? Spanish. It's in Spanish, dummy. They're like, well, I just wish it was dubbed. Why? Oh, fuck. okay. Yeah, uh, I know. I so American yeah. audiences just mm, yeah, American palate. Kill me. Amer- Americans in general, their taste just pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so done with American. Not not all Americans. Not all Americans in the American audience are are, are that bad. But really, I, as a general as a general rule, American audiences piss me off. I'm at a point with Daryl with a with Del Toro as as I love his movies. I love everything he's done. Really, um, I I kind of at a point where I would like him just to maybe focus on taking some of these amazing stories and just doing them for a cable network because I uh, I would have watched a 12 hour Crimson Peak series. I really would have. It's yeah. it's so good. And, ah. uh, I just love it. It makes, I will be seeing it. It's it's got some. St- seriously creepy creepy stuff going on with it and it gets super gross but it's also one of the greatest gothic romances i've ever seen filmed mm-hmm. i just love his style everything about oh, yeah. it is so what's incredible. what's what's killing me about it is it's it's actually getting some some somewhat mixed reviews i can't really call them mixed reviews yeah. uh because everybody is pretty much saying that it's incredibly visual the the visual the visuals are are just there's, there's more being amazing. said without words in that movie than mm-hmm. are actually being said with words. And I'll well, also say, his... yeah, that's the thing. He's a visualist. Yeah, yeah. he is. And, and there is absolutely nothing wrong in a film to communicate concepts visually. No. I mean, as long as it's it's inherent to the inner story. Does that make sense? Like, it's not just like Michael Bay where you're like, boom, scary thing, right? Well, like, it's, he's, it's um, visual art. I mean, nobody sits there and says oil painting is... I, I have my, Low my, art. my favorite topic. Uh, my favorite topic on that is that uh, to to a painter like me, a sculptor like myself, uh, a movie like Sucker Punch is a completely different movie than it is to be to somebody you know, else. I'm I'm a painter too, so yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. It's, oh, ab- it's absolutely. There's there's definitely something something to be said for a, a movie that's just visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about big explosions all over the place. I'm just talking no. about something that that kind of takes you on board and, and visual storytelling in itself. What was it? George Lucas was getting so much grief for the uh, battle scene between Count Dooku and Yoda uh, at the mm-hmm. end of Attack of the Clones, and he's like, "I was, you know, I was doing a, I was doing a Japanese tone poem." <laughs> just going, "Okay, well, your average American audience member isn't going to catch that. That's not, right. not something that they're going to yeah. understand." Actually, I, I, I will watch for the vis- visual cues in uh, foreshadowing and everything be like beyond just the storytelling. Like uh, I love watching the walking dead opening every season because I'm fine. Eh. Uh, I love watching the opening dead uh, opening walking dead opening every season because uh, it it's foreshadowing for the entire season. It, you, it will tell mm-hmm. you the entire story if you pay attention and well, it's, it's just visual communication. And I, I think that's, it's brilliant and subtle and, and and wonderful and i think that yes american artists they are american audiences want to be told and i personally derive a lot of joy out of watching seeing something being communicated so yeah absolutely and it, you know the, i think the other thing people are giving the movie grief for is that it's not 
not necessarily original subject matter, but that's fine. I would watch five different directors direct uh, Green Eggs and Ham just to see what the five of them come up with that's different. So, yeah, I'm the same way, but whatever. I, yeah. uh, people, uh, you know what? When people bitch about it's not very original, I'm like, you don't know stories, do yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, Cause... <laughs> there's not very many story beats we can work off of. So, no, no not it, very many. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we we used uh, most of those sometime in the Renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> Let me okay. Let me give you an example. Pitch Perfect. The story has been done and been done and been done, done, but it was still fucking funny. Like, like I didn't give a shit if the story if it was a story I'd seen. The characters were new and the style was new, so I enjoyed it. Cool. I I haven't seen them. It's it's not it's not my forte. I understand that, and a lot of people say that, and I actually refused to watch them for a long time. And I was like, you know, I've actually heard they're really funny, and they were they were hilarious. I, okay, I'll I'll check them out. I might have a beer or two first. Yeah, that's well, that's the best way to do it. <laughs> right, it's, that's the best it's way. Absolute, it's absolute silliness, nonsense. Like, yeah, just enjoy, just 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 enjoy it. <laughs> well, I know there's there's been some grief going around too about uh, the the issue with uh, and Kyle, you've probably seen some stuff about this um, with Marvel having to change around release schedules. Oh yeah, absolutely. For yeah, uh, some pretty big movies actually. Really. Yeah. Well, they've they've moved they've moved a few back and they've moved moved a few forward now. They've, they're shuffling them around. Um, uh, the big ones are Black Panther and Captain Marvel mm-hmm. that are really getting people upset. They moved those back. Well, they moved well, they moved them back and then they moved Black Panther forward, forward. a bit. Yeah, um, and that was to make room for the Ant Man sequel that we knew was coming. Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Seriously, though. Yeah, but at the same time, they also have a timeline to keep. Well, they, they, they have a timeline. We talk, story. Yeah, we talked about this uh, pretty pretty in depth uh, on Geek Show this week because mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of pissed off about the Captain Marvel thing because my daughter's 15 and I wanted to see this movie with her really badly. Like this this I wanted to see her, I wanted to see this movie with her while she's still a kid. And at this point, she's going to be 20 before uh, the Carol Danvers movie actually gets out. And so I was wait mm-hmm. wait. They moved it back five years. Well, no, it wasn't coming out until like 2019 anyway. Yeah. But they moved it back to actually into March of 2020. So Mm -hmm. we're we're four and a half years out from that movie. But lovely. Love it. I was actually really excited for that one. Well, and it it comes right down to and I had Carrie actually explain it to me better than anybody. I mean, they they actually started talking about the numbers that ant-man pulled down it's like one of the biggest movies in chinese cinematic history oh it's huge yeah so they're looking at that and going look we can we can take you know a black panther who nobody in china really knows and if you look at at the pacific rim in particular china japan uh thailand uh the marvel characters are are not really as well known uh as they are here i mean sure spider-man captain america are but you know black panther captain marvel nobody really knows them but you've already got a huge ant-man movie so make another one, get that out there because that's guaranteed money in China. Mm-hmm. And China oh. really is. China is the biggest cinematic market right now. Yeah, it's huge. Great. It's, so that's who they're making movies for right now. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're kind of an afterthought. So I wonder how yeah. Crimson Peak's going to do in China. That's <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be an interesting one if they're even going to show it there. Yeah, we that, we do have a lot of movies that aren't going there. Um, I wonder if wonder if they're going to. I wonder if they're going to open Bridge of Spies in China. Yeah. What if I don't? What if? What if? What if? I don't give a fuck. 
What if, what if I think that it's about their excuses and the, oh, the money and they're going to make money hand over fist, no matter fucking what it's going to be. Okay. Oh, you're, you're, you're right. Oh yeah. You're yeah, absolutely right. Don't yeah. push it. Get, just put these movies out. You've been promising us this for years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just another, like, you know what women and black people though, they're just, they're just not as important. And that's kind of the bottom line. And I, I looked at the dates and so the dates that they got moved to. So Black Panther got moved up to February of 2000, uh, February, uh, 2018. And so, okay, cool. Black history month. Mm. But well, February is nothing at all. Is it? Yeah, no, that's not marketing. <laughs> and, but February is a real shitty month for movies. Well, right? it's, it's getting better. It's getting better. Sure. We've had, a, we've had a few really good movies come out in February the past, the past few years. And then, um, and then you've got a Captain Marvel being moved to March of 2019. So not, right. not, not 2020. It'll still, it'll still sooner than I remembered, but. Uh, well, you know, it's, I, I, fine. It's, it's not 2020, it's 19, but yeah. still, you know, it's just, it's, it's frustrating because they've, they've had the ability to do this for years and it, it's moved again and right. they just they just haven't and yeah it's just that whole attitude where it's like well just white people make money and yeah. i don't know it's, you know I, I don't know i just they're they're contributing to mm-hmm. the social perceptions that white men yeah. are the more important demographic and that yet- they're and i understand that they're marketing to china and china i don't know is maybe more receptive to white people that doesn't matter that well probably more receptive to a more receptive to a male lead than a female lead definitely Probably, yeah, but yeah. that's but that's that they're and you know what I understand their motivations, but that doesn't make me like it because it still rings true for a cultural problem where right. we disregard <laughs> and yet we have, most of the world's population if you actually look at it. Right, and we we have the exact opposite on TV where Agents of Shield has actually become a female centric show where mm-hmm. Daisy Johnson is pretty much leading her own team, and uh, Netflix is saying, well, you know what, we're we're so confident in Jessica Jones. We're going to go ahead and do a Jessica Jones show before we do Power Man or Iron Fist or any of that stuff. And absolutely. Yeah. So maybe TV. I keep going back to this. I think TV might actually be the the braver medium in the long I, run. Actually, I would agree with you. I think that the what TV has been doing and I've heard you guys say it on you know, Geek Show, Golden Age of Television, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, well, yeah it, it's amazing it, right now. And I. Sorry, Kyle. Just real quick. Well, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be discounted at all because no. you got to no. keep in mind you're for a TV show you're getting about ten hours right of of screen time. Yeah, we have more hours. We have more hours no. of recorded Daredevil than we do Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> I, I no, I actually think that uh, the 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 TV thing has become even more culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. I think it's become a huge part of our culture. And uh, when we look back at this, and we look bad art in the future of this time period that will be something significant that we look at because it has been so important and i think that what tv is doing where we're getting black characters we're getting women and we're getting black women or latina women and we're getting these fantastic characters that the 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 color and the 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 gender are less important but they're great characters i badass character yeah right a badass character that happens to be a woman or happens to be a person of color that's or happens to be both. Yeah. yeah. Or both. Yeah. In a lot <laughs> yeah. Of and, you know, it's uh, well, and another great thing I've seen on TV way more than I see in movies is characters who are just gay. Like, it's not a thing. Like, they just they just are. Yep. Nobody has to really discuss it. 
they did that on Shield. It wasn't even a it wasn't even a matter of no one. It wasn't a wah wah moment. It was a oh you work out because your boyfriend likes it. That was that was the line. But never once was the you know never once was the character uh, paraded out as the the prize gay pony of the episode. You know right mm-hmm. right. And so yeah, that's becoming normal. And I think you're seeing that in TV. And I actually think that is very very important because it's going to change the story we tell ourselves. Right. And humans communicate ideas through storytelling, uh, either visually, like in like sing, like uh, still frame, like uh, paintings or in verbal storytelling. And movies and uh, video are basically a combination of the verbal storytelling and the visual. And it's very important to us culturally. So it's our, it's our new shared mythology. It is. And it's 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 a really cool thing to be having just all sorts of characters. We don't have to see the same thing over and over. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we have uh, this last week. We had uh, the Martian is is still going incredibly strong. Did you get a chance to see that yet, Felicia? I did. I, did. I went saw it. It was so good. It was so good. Tell me you've seen that, Lee. I don't get out of the house. Oh my god! Dude, I mean, I do. Pirate it! Pirate it! I, Fuck it! Pirate it! No. No, because I, I saw those videos on what happens when you pirate videos, and I, wouldn't, I, you wouldn't I feel bad about steal a car. I feel bad about those rich guys, and they might not have as much stuff to be rich with. You know, I know. yeah. Although you you shouldn't really feel bad about this one because they've already made their money back. No, uh, the the tr- the truth of it is, is is by the time Saturday night rolls around, like I, the the restaurants open Monday through Saturday, and and yeah. I'm pretty much even if I'm not at the restaurant, I'm pretty much working. So by the time I get done Saturday afternoon, I. I kind of just have a beer and melt into a couch. And then <laughs> if there's time on Sunday, we might go see a movie. So um, it's on the list. We'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. That's no, I've, always, I've always had the feeling that every time I see you at a movie theater, mm-hmm. that's the last time I saw you at a movie theater. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you, pretty you, much. You if you see me at a press screening, it's yeah, it's, yeah. It, I paid somebody to come in and cover my shift. So yeah. So like, the last time I saw you, I think was Ant-Man. Yep. And the yeah. only movie I've seen since then was Crimson Peak, which was at a press screening. So actually, yeah. we were yeah. going to. Go and I saw you Crimson at the theater Peak. for that one, by the way. We but were going to go see theater. Crimson Peak, but I got the the release date wrong. So we were like The Martian. I was like, I've heard really good things. And I hear it's great. It was awesome. So good. So Some people good. think it's real. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely not that. No. You should. But you should it, definitely. You should definitely go see that, Lee. Um, in okay. in costume. Apparently the 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 only thing and they and they they chose to do this so they knew better, uh, but the only thing that wasn't terribly scientific scientifically accurate was the storms on Mars. Uh, yes, they can get up to uh, 120 miles per hour, and that could seem like a lot, but there's not a lot of atmosphere in Mars, right. so it would feel like a yeah. breeze. It would feel like a breeze to us. Yeah, that was, that was the, yeah, that was the that was the big the big thing with it. Everybody is. Oh, they can't get that big, but oh, suddenly everybody's a fucking scientist. Yeah, well, you actually, know, actually, I just needed, have to look it up. Something I totally thought that that actually happened on Mars. Not that there was a guy there, but you know that there were some significant storms, and that could be a pain in the dick. You know, we'll we'll know soon enough. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. If Elon, if Elon Musk does what he says he's going to do, we'll be there soon enough. Oh, but yeah, it was just it was such an engaging movie and it was so fun and i don't know it was it it was 
honest and heartfelt and emotional while still being funny and just just a person. He was a guy and it was it was great. I don't know. It's a beautiful story of of a human stuck on Mars. <laughs> I, have, I have a real hard time though because I I want to hate Matt Damon so much. No, don't, don't no, I really, I really do. I mean, he, he's exactly a year younger than me, literally to the day. Oh, and and oh. his, his entire career has been just a giant smack in the, Hey, don't you wish you were me? <laughs> so he, every, he is still super gorgeous. Oh, I know. You, I know he are, is. You are, you are visually alike enough that you oh. could pull You could pull a talented Mr. Oh, there. It was great with uh, in Elysium because he had shaved yeah. his head, and at that time I had been working out, so like we had the same body build. And there's several pictures of him from Elysium where it's like I could be Matt Damon, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I could have I could have pulled that off, but uh, I kind of like my life, and I don't I don't want to be famous and rich like him. I really don't. But right, I, right. I, I send a, I send part. just the rich part. I send him a card on our birthday, you know. <laughs> Telling him that I I hope he enjoys himself. <laughs> and that I hate him. Uh, that, okay, my favorite little tidbit about Matt Damon is in uh, Team America: World Police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, not so Trey Parker. Uh, Matt, the Matt Damon puppet. All he does is go Matt Damon. <laughs> right. Uh, so that was so they actually had planned that Matt Damon would actually be super smart because they actually liked the guy and right. like so he was supposed to be. Smart and kind of articulate, but they said that the dummy came out there. The puppet came out looking retarded, so they went with it. Yep. <laughs> oh, and I, I, I know he's a super nice, super nice guy, and he's compassionate, and he, you know, he wants to advance causes for women and people who are dis- disenfranchised, and and I love that about him, and I just wish that he would do it a little less awesomely. So that I could feel a little better about myself, you <laughs> that know. Makes sense. That makes yeah. Sense. So I mean, I mean, I share a birthday with Jesse Jackson. I don't have a problem with him, right? Because we don't look anything alike, and we don't get. I, I've never been mistaken for Matt Damon either, but you know, it's just I don't know. Ever since, uh, ever since Goodwill Hunting, I've just I've just wanted to walk up and smack him just just for being him. Fuck you. <laughs> you do it better. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, and he's he's great. He's great. I mean, I remember watching Talented Mr. Ripley and going, God damn it, now I have to like Matt Damon as an actor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dick. Uh, if only I didn't respect you as an actor. <laughs> yeah. And as just a human being in general. God damn it. Yeah, but, you know, I know eventually he's going to send me a, Chris, a birthday card, too, and we'll have a good laugh because... Someday we'll end up in the same retirement home when he's no longer <laughs> rich, handsome Matt Damon. He's just an old guy drooling into a cup like me. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. And we'll we'll sit together and we'll tell stories about. We're gonna let you hold on to that one. I, it's it could happen. <laughs> yeah. No, there's there's just sure. some physicists put out a thing talking about the alternate Earth, uh, the alternate Earth theory, mm-hmm. and how they think that the the multiverse is actually leaching into itself on a microcosmic level. So it's possible that at least on one of those realities, Matt Damon sends me, I hope you burn in hell letters <laughs> every birthday. <laughs> it's it's a possibility, right? Yeah, for sure. Every possibility is out there. It's nice to think that there's a universe where everybody's getting I hope you burn in hell birthday cards. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's altogether possible that you and I, Kyle, were the uh, Matt, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck of, of Earth 6275B. 
Oh man, I I I want that. I want somebody to send me that. Actually, I've kind of already gotten uh, told that I was gonna burn in hell. Not birthday card, but when I was on X ninety six Alaska, the very first thing was you're gonna burn a lake of fire. And I'm like, hmm. don't do that. The Take first caller, the first caller into the Aska, it was I was on for Aska, Ask an Atheist, and the very first caller was like, how do you know, like, like what was it, it was Pascal's wager, like, well, if yeah. you're wrong, then you burn in a lake of fire, and I was I like. That chance, because if, uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're wrong, you're going to be really disappointed. Oh, no, you won't, because you won't exist. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> prove it? I had. <laughs> I had. Back, I had. This experience, um, I, I ran a couple radio stations in Oregon, and it was a real interesting experience in my life. And our news director, super sweet guy, really, really nice guy, but he was a very fundamental Christian guy. And so he would come in two or three times a week and just start debating theology with me. And and I remember going, this this isn't an issue, Brian. I'm, I'm not worried about where I'm going to go after I die. I'm not... How could you not worry about your soul? How could you not worry about this? Like, because I don't, I don't know if there is one. I'm not really worried about it. Why don't you just accept Christ into your heart? Why don't you do this? <laughs> and after a while, I, I ended up having to go to the boss and saying, you know what? I, I can't let Brian into my studio anymore because he is so fundamentally freaked out about whether or not I'm going to, you know, Burn start, start praying to Sky Daddy that, uh, it's it's just not it's not making our work relationship any better. Wait, there's we're you know we're losing um, efficiency here. Yeah. We're just not being very productive throughout the day, right. and it's weird, right? And I'm, creepy, and a little creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, it's creepy. Yeah, I've got to read showbiz news. The last thing I need is is background dialogue in my head going, "What about God? What about Jesus? What a, which which God? Which That's, Jesus?" There's so that was my first question. Oh, yeah, which so one? many. So that's many. The th- yeah, that's the thing I love about Pascal's Wager because it's really, really shitty odds <laughs> in everybody's favor except ours. Mm-hmm. Because we're either nothing or we're fucked. <laughs> well, it's, it was especially funny because the same guy uh, found out that I'm a practicing Buddhist. And uh, he was like, well, you know, how can you believe in Buddha? Like, well, oh God, that's not the same thing. Shut up, shut Buddha's, up. Shut up, shut up. Buddha's not a god. This is right. a philosophy. It's just yeah, a yeah. He he was game. a guy. It's a title. It's a title. Just yeah. a just an entitled one percenter who took a nap and woke up with some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you nailed it. I'm using that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I love that. I love it when people are like, I swear to Buddha. I'm like, or I love it when I tell people, I'm like, Buddhists don't worship Buddha, and yeah. they're like. Yes, you. Mm-hmm. No, not a god. No, no they no, actually no, don't no. have a deity. Yeah, let's, let's see. As as a Buddhist, their mind. I I tend to I tend to worship a good meal. Um, I tend mm-hmm. to worship a decent night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, a particularly good story is fantastic. And I got to say, mm-hmm. there's nothing like a satisfying bowel movement. Oh Dude, no, that's 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 enlightenment right there. Yeah, just to reconfirm your faith in life, you know. But oh, you guys are missing just my favorite one. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> A good fuck. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. I'm so close to 50. 
Like that is like my favorite thing ever. Oh, that's yeah. that's on my bucket list at this point. So, yeah, when, when, <laughs> when you, get, not that it hasn't happened. It's happened plenty of times. I know, sure. Yeah, once you get once you get to a certain age, the the qualifier of good yeah. kind of falls off the table, and you're just like, as long as there is, uh, as long as there's one, you're you're happy. No, I'm I'm practically a sundowner at this point. <laughs> <laughs> So what you're telling me is like pizza. Ah, what's that voice? Oh, hey guys. <laughs> ah, he's back. Hi. I finally got to a point where I just said, "Uh, you can handle it from here." Have you tried turning it off and back on again? <laughs> no, but what's really cool is that the technician I was talking to, that I was like, "Yeah, you kind of got me in the uh, the middle of doing my podcast," and she's like, "Oh, what podcast are you doing?" I'm, I told her what it is, and I, I I have to couch it sometimes when talking in the federal world about. Well, what do you guys talk about? Oh, it's mainly about living in a theocracy, being a secular person. She's like, oh, well, you can tell them that a uh, hi from a former Mormon. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Sweet. You know, but and then and then I, I pushed the envelope a little further. I probably it's probably improper to do so, but I've had a couple of drinks. <laughs> and I'm like, so did you latch on to something else or did you remain a nun? And she la- she laughed. She's like, no, I'm, I'm atheist. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, good job. I can you tell know? everyone. OK, so tonight at the, the haunted house, we had a whole bunch of new faces uh, people who had never been out and they're like, and people, uh, when, I, when we first got there, we didn't have a good meetup spot. And so I'm walking down the line and I'm like, atheist of Utah, you hear atheist of Utah. And like, I got a ton of dirty looks and one hit. He was there. And, uh, <laughs> and there, then like, people are like, yeah, there's like 12 of us. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, we are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so don't you guys hate it though? Like, you know, you're, you're all cool. You're all atheists and you're having your atheist meeting and some agnostic shows up and tries to blend in. <laughs> that was my family, sir. <laughs> they, tr- like, they try to blend in. They're God just, damn they're it, you agnostics. Sure about anything. Yeah, ah, quit sitting on that bench. It's highly improbable God exists. We can't know that for sure. We know. That's, there we go. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. I just, I just wanted to know what you wanted to order. I'm Let's talk about this teapot circling the earth some more. I'm 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 more of a I'm more of an apathetic atheist. It's not that it's not that God no, doesn't it, exist. It's just that I can't be bothered to care. Yeah, that's an ap- that's called an apatheist. Actually, apatheist. I love it. Thank it you. Is. Is. Yeah. Those t-shirts are going to make me rich. <laughs> well, especially if you like, if you can do the apatheist. There you go. Apatheist. Apatheist. You know, it's it, it, it's almost spelled that way. Well, that's going to be the special edition shirt. So apathy, atheist. I'm so. going to try to crash the show more so I can make more money off X's ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Lee. I'll, I'll hand them out. Uh, uh, that's okay. Another, yeah, that's another. So how's that 17% working out for you? Uh, well, there seems to be a lot of blurry people on my computer screen. <laughs> yes. It's the perfect time for us to go into the main topic. What? So we're going to let everybody take a quick little break. And we will jump right back into that, it with uh, you guys' favorite stuff. That so was we'll blurry, too, Felicia. Yeah, I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Do you keep your doubts about religion to yourself? Do you have questions about God that you never ask? We have a better way. American Atheist offers a diverse community for people exploring reality, religion-free. American Atheists is leading the charge for equality and the separation of religion and government. Join the most vibrant atheist community in the country. Your voice matters because equality matters. All right, and we're here. And I know it's a little bit out of order, but 
Fuck you guys. I had something I had to do. Uh, we're going to move into everybody's favorite segment, and we're going to make you. We made you guys wait to the very end here because we got some really good ones for this week. It's our fun with the real audio. <laughs> and I kind of liked how we all voted for who the uh, the cockbiter of the week was last week. And <laughs> I mean, we, they don't get they don't get trophies, and they, we, it's just it's just a little bit of extra fun for us on the panel. So we're going to start with Rick Joyner, um, who. It says some really auda- audacious things about uh, a certain, what do you want to call him? I wouldn't call him a politician because he's not really political. So let's go ahead and hear what he has to say. I don't think there's anyone we could elect to the presidency or any other office or even all the offices that are going to fix the mess we're in right now. They really are beyond human remedy. We need the favor of God. And God gives his grace to the humble. So who's the most humble person that you could think of <laughs> that would fulfill this role? Oh, well, you guys are on teacher books here. He's not, uh, no, he's not he, gonna. He's not gonna, is he? Yeah, yeah. He, he's he, not gonna. Yeah, he is. But <laughs> no. you know, one, one, thing, one thing that really, one thing that always really gets me, you know, you, you can't just say we're in a huge mess and expect everybody to agree with you right away because – yeah. What what fucking mess are we in right now? Because things look pretty decent to me. Right talking, now. Are we talking about the deficit that's gone down so far? We might. Yeah. Be, see, you know, I don't. I, I completely would have paused it there, but we've gone over it so many goddamn times on the show where the world's not getting worse, people. It's, it's getting, getting better, better for the most part. We have a lot of things that we need to work out still, but as a human species, I think, as Lee said earlier, we're moving towards more of the Roddenberry future. I hope. We're, right. we're, right. making, we're making progress, but you know what? If you say there's a fucking mess, you better be prepared to tell me what that mess is because well, wait, I don't no, see it. No, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. The gays are getting married, Kyle. Damn and, it. <laughs> and, and women like sex. Damn it! Oh wait, wait till we get to Teddy Shubat about gay people. So we're gonna—you guys are jumping ahead hey, here. We're, we well, need to no, We need people. to hear who Kyle the most the brown people. Because because oh, X, God, it's the people. the gays and the women and the brown people. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Okay. We just need to build yep. a fence around each one of them. That's what we do. <laughs> Individual like four foot like square fences around people. That'd be awesome. Have a bunch of block people. That'd be hey. awesome. Love that. Stay the fuck away from me. Don't touch me. All right. Hold don't on. touch me. How is I need to play Brax. Don't touch me. That's, I've already decided. La, 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 la. Don't touch okay. me. Okay. So, don't touch me. So, Mr. Rick Joyner, how is Donald Trump going to fix this mess? You oh. ruined it. You ruined it. Oh, the most <laughs> humble candidate. Come on. Here, Bankrupt here it. Now, let me ask you another question. I'm asking, because I'm still asking it myself. Wondering if Donald Trump. No, oh, I knew it was coming, and it still it hurt. It hurt my insides. And it was coming, and now it's all over my face. Oh, bukake! Hey, that's our joke. I was sticky, and like, just does anyone have a moist toilet? <laughs> You're supposed to go. Obviously, obviously you saw my work on X videos. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so what's the question he has for the the most humble candidate of all time? Maybe one of the most humble of the candidates. Now, that is a shocking question. I understand. I shocked myself 
with the same question. Nope, back. Did you really really shock yourself with that? He shocked himself with the... William just brought me a moist towel. That's good. <laughs> That's a man that's attentive to your needs. At least he goes and gets you the towel after instead of just leaves you pasting there. <laughs> he doesn't leave me hanging. <laughs> For me, the hot water takes so long to heat up. You don't want to give him the cold wet cloth. You know, this is no. rude. Not after the injustice of the Toyota Bakaki. <laughs> Sorry, Donald Trump is the most. So, yeah. Here's my point. I know Uh, a couple of days ago, about 50 Christian leaders met with Donald Trump in his office in New York in the Trump Towers. And their report, they spent several hours with him. Their report was he was teachable, he was humble, he was listening, incredibly respectful. And their report coming out, I mean, many of them had statements to make about this. They were almost all impressed. Some of those who who were minority pastors or leaders who went in there really <laughs> expecting the work. Uh, whatever, shut up. Uh, oh you can go watch God. this video out there yeah. because there is no. a video of, of so... all these religious. Watch these religious leaders in Trump Tower. You know, putting their blessings and putting the, laying the hands and everything like Lay that, and he's he's hands. they're putting the hands on him, and he's kind of like looking around the crowd like an atheist does. Like, uh, are you voters? Do you have money? Uh, th- yeah. Do you, have money? He, <laughs> do you have stacks for the Trump? Then he realized he should probably be bowing his head in reverence, and he looks down, but then he looks up a couple times to see what's going on. Is this over? Oh no, you it's not yet? over. You done yet? Oh, oh, no. uh, but the best part about that friend. video, you'll have to go find it because it's visual, so we can't really play it here for you. Is that Duggar going to touch me? There was a guy, uh, a Jew, a his, not a Hasidic Jew, but a Jewish guy that reaches out and he puts his hand literally over Donald Trump's face and starts speaking in Hebrew. <laughs> it's the most hilarious fucking thing I've seen in a while. No. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, are you telling me, are you telling me there was a Jew in Trump Towers? <laughs> no. No. I didn't know that was possible. Is William cooking again? Uh, it was, it was the door. It was the doorman. He's making me dinner. <laughs> God damn, that's loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. That that's that's your first candidate there, Rick Joyner, yeah. saying that Donald Trump is the most humble candidate there is. What what kind of weird fucked up definition of humble are they? Are, is he using that? No, he was he was going off humble because he's willing to be teachable. You know, it's really, he's open to hearing this stuff, and so yeah, because there's wait wait. Simple. Since when is since when is being open to hearing something be the the equivalent of being teachable? <laughs> Letting somebody else to say something. Well, because let, let's ask the, let's ask the return missionaries oh. what they think teachable means. Because God. if you get the door slammed on you enough, having someone saying, "Hey, come in and have a soda." Oh wait, no, sorry. Uh, no, he, he water. Said, okay, there there are fifty leaders in an electorate that I'm trying to court right now. And you have <laughs> some sway with that said electorate, and you may have money. And and it's you. not going to hurt me if I see if I'm praying if I'm seen praying or just letting you pray. That's not going to hurt me at all because nobody's going to be like, oh. Well, actually, I just got a I just got because I have a, a news feed from my incredible power in the blogosphere. <laughs> um, his his exact words were, "I don't see any harm in me getting on my knees and letting you all touch me for five minutes." 
He's such a whore. <laughs> you know what? If someone offered me a lot of money just to sit there and hear someone speak magic words and touch me on the face, be like, okay, I have a price. I'm a whore. <laughs> Look, yeah, I got a price, man. <laughs> Chris, was, Chris was really teachable. <laughs> they teach. I taught I taught him all six inches. I am not terribly <laughs> teachable. I eat elders for lunch. <laughs> I'm like Elders, because, you know, where I come from, we, we talk about elders like in the Cthulian sense. Well, right. <laughs> if I like, wasn't. I, I feel like that title is a little bit offensive because I'm like. This is saying if you're having Yog Shothoth for lunch, that's a really big plate. <laughs> no, Mormon uh, the missionary. I love it. I love it. They come over and I'm like, please come in. Let me feed you. I will be happy to talk anything with you. And. That's... And then I and then I put on a low cut shirt and open a bottle of wine. My, my, my dad, we we moved we moved to Utah in 1980, and my dad um, my dad believes in hospitality first and foremost above everything. And so we were uh, sitting in our house in Salt Lake, and my dad had been doing yard work. And my dad, you know, served two tours of duty in Vietnam with the Marine Corps, um, but really long hair and really good shape, and and a big old uh, you know veteran beard and all that and the missionary showed up and uh first thing my dad did was offer him a beer because he believes very strongly in hospitality right that's a very kind thing to do would you like a right. beer? it's a yeah. hot day you guys have been riding your bikes around all day how about a beer and they just looked at him like he had tusks and horns and all that other stuff <laughs> and my dad was so pissed and he was like this is good beer i made this beer myself <laughs> you're turning it down I'm not offering rude. you a Miller. Yeah, that is rude. Yeah, you turned down. You turned down actual, genuine hospitality from a man who believes in home brewing. <laughs> you ingrates, you, you silly nineteen-year-old ingrates. I am not actually towards home brewing. <laughs> I'm a believer. Believe. <laughs> yeah, we still. When they sold that house, there was still a ring from when the. Uh, the car the exploded and fired off the oh. ceiling. <laughs> this is a serious, like a uh, beer, beer bukkake or beer cocky moment. Yeah, that, that spent yeast is it stains really well. Yeah, yeah, just no amount. It's, it's of hard to get out of glassware. If it's hard to scrub out of glass, that shit's really hard to get off anything. Else. Yeah, all the king's moist towelettes and all the king's paint couldn't mm-hmm. that stain up. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just gonna you're just gonna have to paint over that, sweetheart. Yeah. So let's go to the uh, the the living model of Yoda nowadays, oh, a pink Yoda, and we're gonna talk to Pat. We're gonna listen to Pat Robertson oh, talk. Oh wait, about wait! Something. I have an announcement. Oh yes, I have an announcement. Mm-hmm. All okay. all one pint and six fluid ounces of this uh, barley Bar- wine is out of the bottle and in my body. <laughs> you're a crazy person. Down to my tummy. <laughs> so <Mm-mm-mm>. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get that on loop. I love you, and I'm sorry. Thank you for your contribution to the world. <laughs> okay, Pat Robertson. Uh, he uh, he's old, so in, in that entails for most old people is sometimes spent in the hospital. So we have a a listener question where he they ask exactly what most atheists would think here. Why are you going to those science buildings if you're if you're a Christian? So hang on. This is Robin who says, Pat, I heard you answer a question Tuesday regarding faith and healing. My quandary with your view is why have you undergone surgeries if your faith would be enough? This is a sincere question, not meant to offend in any way. I hope you'll address it. Well, I appreciate it. Listen. 
I'm an atheist and I'm trying to troll you, Pat Robertson, but I'm <laughs> going to sound exactly, really nice here. That is exactly mm-hmm. how I would have worded it if I was to send in the question. This is this a sincere, is a sincere question. question. This I'm being sincere. Please answer. <laughs> well, I could answer very, very sincerely with, well, the power of God compelled the surgeon to do his duties with the implements of science created through godly intervention. And <sighs> I'm old and I want your money. You've seen this video before, haven't you? There it is, Lee. And- <laughs> yeah. I, al- I almost went the ministry route just because as a non-believer, I could have made a shit ton of money. Right? Yes. No, no. So, so just just for the record, <laughs> you, haven't seen this, you haven't seen this video before, have you? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to hear how close to the mark he really is. <laughs> something. Uh, I don't think that uh, religion, faith, and medicine are necessarily enemies. Uh, I think... Wait a minute. Oh, unless we're talking about evolution or gay people. Yeah, or, you know, abortions sure. or... Ebola you know. towels. Or no, no, sorry, AIDS towels. AIDS oh, I, towels. I thought you were going to say moist towelette. Sorry. No, no, no. This is AIDS the same towels. motherfucker. And sorry, I shouldn't use that term because he's probably not that kind of person. But this is the same asshole that thought that gay people went around with rings that had like AIDS blood on them. Like they'd stab you when they shake your hand and... But they'd give you AIDS. They and... do. <laughs> not have those rings. No, <laughs> nobody has those rings. And it turns out the towels in Africa won't give you AIDS either, which is something he actually told somebody. The towels. Have towels in Africa? Yeah, that's, that's an entire continent. Are you telling me an entire continent is in, has infected AIDS towels? Yes, and, <laughs> and you can get the AIDS from those towels. You can actually have sex with a person with AIDS and not get AIDS if you're careful. Yeah, actually, (laughs) most of the time you have sex with somebody with AIDS without a condom, you won't get AIDS. Right. You know, if I wasn't titling the if I wasn't titling the episode versus Lee George Cade, I would title it like "And the Moist Towelette." Are you you seriously (laughs) titling it versus Lee George Cade? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I have finally arrived on this planet. (laughs) Seriously, I am going to march forth tomorrow like the boldest motherfucker this planet has ever seen. I'm going to lay waste to downtown Salt Lake City with my own ego. <laughs> Utah Outcast versus Lee Jordan. Bow Wade. down, petty people. Even a podcast has come up against me and failed. <laughs> I have conquered radio waves. Now so I like moist towelettes. Things are about to get sticky. <laughs> yep, Sorry, your food's done. <laughs> I have a really great boyfriend. <laughs> so anyways, science uh, science and medicine don't go against faith, you know, unless it's something that you don't like to hear. Right. So let's let's see what else he has to say. That uh, godly people are used by God uh, to come <laughs> forth with uh, healing techniques that uh, alleviate sickness and suffering and so forth. I've been simply amazed at the uh, wonders that the medical profession can perform. So you say, how come you didn't pray that something would get taken away? Well, the Lord might say, uh, I, I, you prayed and go to see that doctor and he'll take the mm-hmm. mole off your chin or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is God worried about the mole on your chin? <laughs> the mole on your chin. I don't know where we're It's like, dear Pat Robertson, I woke up with a third testicle and no matter how hard I try, I can't pray it away. Please let me go to one of your godly scientists to have it removed. Yeah, godly scientists. So mm-hmm. the 2% of scientists? 
Oh, uh, no. He just told him to go to Dr. Hirschbaum. Dr. Hirschbaum but, knows and, exactly what's and, you going know, on. I, I actually have a lot of respect for scientists that, that can actually merge science with religion <laughs> and say, hey, you know what? Maybe evolution is God's way of sculpting man from the primordial mud. Maybe... You know, cool. If that's if that's how you can reconcile it and still have your religion and your faith and your and your science, then I, then great. I personally can't see it, but I couldn't imagine how you could perform those kind of mental gymnastics like how Ben Carson did for so many years. Those weren't like oh, it's not gymnastics. <laughs> but when, when somebody does the whole, you know, uh, I believe God sculpted things, like you just said there. You, you start thinking about the other dominoes that are being ignored there. It's like, well, if there was no Adam and Eve, then there was no original sin. And if there's no original sin, there was no need for Jesus. And hmm. well, My whole thing is that that presupposes that we are somehow special, that we are not just great big apes that just happened into this. Oh, some and... of some really good looking apes, though. I mean, look at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, so the vapors. Sorry, no, I I'm, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying that uh, that 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 still goes against the science of the information, which is uh, which shows that we are animals, complex, yes, and incredibly intelligent, yes, um, remarkable. I am really sorry, and <laughs> I'm also really looking forward to my salmon. And <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, I. Just, I just feel like when people are like when when people still are like no God totally guided evolution. I I still feel like you're still missing the big picture. That means that we're still special, and there is still an a huge universe out there, and there is likely has been or will be or is another species out there that is at our level or beyond us. Oh, I guarantee beyond. Well, that's what's got me. I, I didn't bring it up in the news or anything, but because it's not really news until they finally come out with some more damning evidence. But when those scientists found those mega structures floating around this this one sun about fifteen hundred light years away, that made me feel really awesome and really scared at the same time. <laughs> well, don't don't be scared. I I, well, I hate I hate to I, get all philosophical on you, but if shit's gonna happen, it's gonna happen whether you're scared well, or not. Well, indeed, but the, the thing is, is like, uh, I I believe a lot in the the Richard Dawkins, not Richard Dawkins, sorry. Um, damn it, what the hell is his name? Stephen Hawking version of like, if there are aliens, we don't really exactly want to let them know we're here. You not know, not just, yet, because we might just be cattle. Yeah, yeah. I've seen V, I, both versions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I even I even saw the uh, the the parody, but regardless. <laughs> But it, when they saw those uh, mega structures floating around that one sun, and m- part of me goes, "Oh shit, Dyson structures around a sun! Whoa, they're harvesting sunlight." But I'm like, "Okay, we don't know it's aliens, but it's probably alien. No, it's not probably aliens. It's probably just some sort of astronomical collision within that." Uh, there's there's a great paper out there. Go read it. But a lot of scientists are refusing to say it is aliens. Everybody wants it to be, but we're not going to say it is until we've ruled everything else out. Right. So. Well, and what do we do? Which what do we do if it is, do. though? I mean, that's that's kind of funny. I mean, where, where's the UN symposium on what we do when first contact actually inevitably happens? Um, well, just seeing the structures doesn't mean that we're ever going to have contact with them. No, but, well, if, but they're only yeah. 1500 away. I mean, that's not that that's galactic neighborhood. That's real mm-hmm. close. The funny part <laughs> is, is they may already know we're looking at them and they might already be on their way. It just takes a while. And that's okay. <laughs> they might have we'll just—they might have brought that first contact gift basket and all those balloon animals that we know are coming. We will—we will know when we see the dick pics. 
Say they're going to be on Tinder. <laughs> Bert Blarg. Bert Blarg is looking for. Let's see what happens. Let's get weird. Bert Blarg is. Bert Blarg is looking to look wild with a with a human <laughs> with with a ape woman. This is how first. This is how first contact is going to go. We're going to point to Kepler at a planetary system, and we're going to see a giant floating phallus out there. So literally an interstellar dick pic. An interstellar dick pic, yes. Watch, watch Rick and Morty. They're not people. They're not people. <laughs> well, we won't, we won't know. The, for all we know, those constructs that can't be explained are just giant dicks, you know, alien dicks floating around a sun. Watch Rick and Morty. There's an episode where they, they need uh, the dad figure from the uh, from the family to give up his dick to be replace an alien's heart. Watch, watch Rick and Morty for so many reasons. I mean, so many reasons, even, but this episode in particular, when the doctor's like, okay, well, I'll let you use my office so you can rub one out for one last time. Oh, <laughs> Where he's sitting there in the summer. office and he's looking at like inner interstellar porn. And it's just like, <laughs> the most obscene, obsce- like to them obscene, but to us, it's just like, what the fuck am I looking at? Gort Blarg is aroused. <laughs> Birdman is very serious about this. Birdman would make jokes. Uh, Bird person, sorry. Just, Bird I person. Al- I just hope the aliens have periscopes so that when they do to actually, you know, descend on our planet to enslave us, we can give them hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I like they're, this. I like this. In, their invasion music is dubstep by Skrillex. Oh, that'll so. make our heads explode. <laughs> I, w- I would be remiss to to point out the fact that we just got from Pat Robertson to intergalactic dick pics. Well, I was going to getting back to. Uh, I think that was the logical conclusion of that conversation. Yeah, Chris, Chris, that's why I love doing the show. Chris, Chris brought up, and I'm sorry, I, I go on tangents, but uh, <laughs> no. Chris, no, no, that the hell you. This show is a strict line A to line B. We never tangent ever. I'm so proud of you. But you're bringing up uh, you're bringing up Ben Carson and his mental gymnastics, and I was gonna I was yes. gonna say that um, Ben Carson is about as capable of mental gymnastics as I am as physical gymnastics <laughs> and if you've ever seen me on the rings you know what i'm talking about i just hang there and cry i can't do it i really try i try i did my dancer louder please it's really more like mental beginners yoga for me it's it's like watching i i did tough mutter and stuff like that but i still realized that i was a fat guy going over like obstacles and stuff so it, oh, yeah. it makes me laugh <laughs> i love being a fat guy going over he did somersaults he, you know, very slow. No, I, I like don't, I don't like a two-year-old who just like or a three-year-old who just learned somersaults and they're like, "This is the most amazing thing ever!" Like that's what his brain does. Like it's really slow, and they really, <laughs> it really make sure to tuck their head. And sometimes they fall on their side, and you're like, "How did you even?" Get, how did... Somehow they're on their back, you know. Because you know. I'm only like six months past that little stage right there, so I know exactly what that's like. I got ones doing like backflips off of couches and shit. And I was like, what are you doing? You know, like when a kid's two, for some reason, they, they have Jim Cotta completely figured out, you know, they're they're (laughs) masters in the mystical art of Jim Cotta. And then they hit like four or five and all of a sudden they're bumping into walls and getting split lips and like, geez, you know, two years ago, you're doing like single finger handsprings and uh, (laughs) backflips off of glass coffee tables and doing one point landings. And and now you can't even stand without bumping your head against something. And they, they slam into shit at that age and it doesn't phase them at all. No, they just look at you for like, did that hurt me? (laughs) Did you? Cause I'll cry if you want me to. I'll cry. Are you worried? I'll cry. Ice cream. (laughs) Ooh, ice cream. And then like when they hit, when they hit like the fake cry, they're like, they're like, (laughs) 
Felicia. Yeah. Stop making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> How was your salmon? It was amazing. Oh, wow. Thank you. You know why I say it that oh. way? I say salmon. So you remember how to spell it? No, no, because it's actually discomforting to people. Oh, that's... <laughs> how is your salmon? I'm, I'm quite delicious. Okay. Thank you very much. My name is Sal. My name is Sal. Mon, Mon is the short version of, um, um, uh, well, it's an old Yiddish word, and you won't, you won't be able to tell yeah, what that was, means. It was super delicious, actually. It's Monkey, M-O-N-K-E-I-G-H. <laughs> I don't know. I got an awesome boyfriend. Okay. So uh, next, next guy. Teddy, or I call him Teddy because he he deserves a pejorative name. His name is Theodore Schubat. And Schubat? Theodore? Schubat. So listen to him talk about straw men, and uh, you'll get all the fun little things out of this. Here we go. You had Jeffrey Dahmer here in America, a homosexual, raped, and murdered a bunch of men. Um, did we ever look into the dangers of homosexuality? Did the government of the United States ever inquire into why homosexuality leads to this evil did they oh (laughs) yep he just went there what correlation is not necessarily causation yeah because because we have one serial killer that happened to be gay and the rest of them were straight wait 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 i'm you know we we keep saying oh jeffrey dahmer was gay jeffrey dahmer is gay that's why i did all these things no he's a necrophiliac <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're not. We're not bringing that up. We're not bringing yeah, up the it's fact. Like, that... It's like uh, it's like atheism is like your favorite. Uh, your favorite color is clear. Yeah, it's let's, like it's let's just different. let's just say. And and Jeffrey Dahmer was a homosexual. So let's say okay, there's there's a chance that a gay man might do a terrible thing to another person, but I guarantee you there is a one hundred percent chance that a necrophiliac is going to have sex with a dead person. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Felicia. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm She's good. like, nope, I'm still alive. I'm good. <laughs> so, I, mean, I, I, I practiced a few times. He's not. He's not bringing that up. He's not like, oh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer really liked to fuck dead people. <laughs> <laughs> but for them, it's the same thing. Is it? Yeah, they're like, to, no, well, yeah, it's like the right, dead yeah. men. Because I'm, I'm saying this. I'm saying this as a as a practiced decades long heterosexual. I would sooner go down on a dude than a dead person. Yes, you would. <laughs> yes. And most the vast the the wide spans of gay, bisexual, and straight people right. would sooner go down on a guy. And I'd even I'd even take a living guy than any dead person ever. I'd no. even take a short list. He, he you know he targeted <laughs> gay men. Yeah, no, but that that was that that was his thing. That was his kink. But it, ultimately, it wasn't so much that he was targeting gay men so much as he was targeting soon to be dead men. Right. Because <laughs> his kink wasn't gay men. It was dead men. Right. <laughs> I think the same thing could probably be said with, uh, with um. Yeah, but these are the same people that compare, like, bestiality. To yeah, no. Zombies, yeah. So. <sighs> I was going to say, John, John Wayne Gacy Jr., I think he liked the boys, too. Sure. He also liked to dress but I, like but a he, clown. He, he, yeah, he also yeah, liked, he, he liked, he liked, he liked little boys. Right, but I'm, I'm more concerned. There's a difference there. What? There's a difference between boys sure. and men. Sure. I, I know a couple priests that would really know how to quantify that for you. <laughs> yeah. It's a really shitty R&B band, too. <laughs> the difference between boys and really young boys? That's a shitty band. That's a terrible band yeah. name. God, the hell are you doing naming yourself that? Oh, you're going for the Catholic crowd. Oh, okay. Touring Vatican Square only. Okay, so let's have him finish up. Oh yeah, does he? Does he? Does he? Does he actually make a link here? Does he spike the landing? 
Let's see. He's making this this really funny face right now. I wish I could share it with you guys, but put the very thought of outlying homosexuality into consideration. No. Why? Because as long as he's happy in his homosexuality, then it's okay. What about the hetero people that just go ape and fucking kill people? You know, (laughs) which I think there's a lot more of them. (laughs) Jack Ripper, Jack the Ripper targeted prostitute women, prostitutes. So I'm just saying, like, yeah, straight people. Let me bring up the 800 pound gorilla in the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not going to outlaw white people because white (laughs) people tend to be the biggest serial killing group of people out there. White young men. Mm -hmm. And God forbid you take my gun. In the process. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I need that to defend myself from the white kid that's going to come into the school and try to shoot my, my kid. <laughs> Definitely. It's going to... I expect to throw a battering at I'm him. sorry. I feel eloquence drunkenly slipping my mind and rage replacing it. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Ah! Please, Bash. <laughs> we usually do this in the second segment, so we all have some time to, like, let the rage subside but. so i i it's it's interesting because i've i've very carefully surrounded myself with um shall i say like-minded individuals so when i when i can i say like my my immediate sphere of influence is like the geek show people my wife the people that i work with and and when i can say you know the person that i have the most not in common with politically is Jimmy Martin. And we have more in common with each other than most people. So, so I hear this jackass talking where he's saying that being gay is going to turn you into some kind of necrophiliac monkey fucker. Um, <laughs> where, where is he coming from? I don't get it. I don't get how he's, how he's dotting his eyes and crossing his T's here. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It just, no, it, it bothers that. me that they, they protest so hard. They protest against these people so no, hard. No, I got it. They are okay. Here's the thing: is that these guys have dirty thoughts, and these they, guys, these guys, it's well, and women. There are no, some women. Uh, it's very these, bored out of you. Oh, hmm. well, these, these these guys, these guys, these people are obsessed with sex because they think about it all the time, and they never actually have genuine, real sex. Like they're, it's always very. Mm, is this okay kind of they, thing they schedule it in on the old franklin day planner right and mm. they're never actually enjoying it so they're constantly obsessed with it because this is a base need of human beings is to get the fuck off well, and, and and when they see somebody else whose sexuality is so far outside of their own to a point where it's criminal you know fucking this, ugh, fucking killing so, people and necrophilia. <laughs> when they see that, they are like, "See, that's what I would be if I gave in." That's well, all they see because they're just so consumed with their sexuality. So it's a, a so along those lines. If a person is really consumed with their sexuality, are they are they bringing Christ into their sex? I you well, know, he should so, be there in the so, room. With no, you that's what I want to know. If if Christ is there with you while you're having like maybe not not trying to give into that earth rattling sex. Maybe is it you can't give in and let go and have that earth rattling sex because you're not into threesomes. Well, if Jesus <laughs> was there, I'd expect a rusty venture out of it. I'm just wondering. I mean, does he cup your balls? He, you know, I, last I checked, Jesus just kind of watches. That's cool if that's what Jesus is into. <laughs> well, I don't know. I but did they, hear a story where he got nailed it? pretty hard once. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just uh, taking it too far, too far, too soon. That. Well, he's got like years. at least at least like three extra orifices he can, he can <laughs> six way. Uh, 
you know. I believe it's four. No, three. You're right. No, four. Cause well, no, four because it pierced both ankles. There you yeah, go. It yeah, it pierced two feet. <laughs> and yeah, they just like and just just stacked them on top of each other. And his liver. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah the, the spear yeah. of Longinus. Uh, yeah, but yeah. that would only like, get like half because it was like, it was through his side. So he was open. Like, it, it wouldn't really like. There's no. Well, I know, but I mean, how many of you guys watched that "Losing My Religion" video and got really hot when they were poking that dude's like spleen sticking out? Not terribly. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, no. You know, the Michael really. Hutchins thing was kind of cool, but the not Mike. Thing. I'm sorry, yeah. Michael Stipe got my Michael Stipe. screwed up. <laughs> that that was the booze. That wasn't me. Right. So we got two more, and let's power through them here because I'm not going to listen to Teddy Shubat anymore because he's he's equating homosexuality with cannibalism and murder. Wow. So, oh. Yeah. No. He fuck does. himself. So. Yeah, his his logic is really, really, really loose there. He's so obsessed with sex. You guys. Well, no, I mean the way he's the way he's going on that video, you could basically right. equate uh, equate vegetarianism with genocidal dictators. Oh, it it has been. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard That's that. That's a silly thing. This That's guy just sounds so, like yeah, it's a, a pinky in the butthole. So Lee's <laughs> Lee's gonna send us to uh, the gulag here any day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Line up, mine will be a just prison. But I want I want the Mad Max gulag. I want the 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 horse and the you know the big dumb foam head on top of me and slap it on the butt and send seriously me you're gonna go desert. you're gonna go to Thunderdome. <laughs> no, this this is after Thunderdome. I've already busted the deal. Yeah. I faced the wheel, <laughs> dude. You What's don't you don't, go, you don't go to, you don't go to the weakest of the four movies. <laughs> I have to because we're talking about Captain Walker. Okay, that's true. Who killed the world? My dad. We don't need another. Did you guys notice the saxophone player from Beyond Thunderdome is the same saxophone player from Lost Boys? Yes. No. And it's not true at all, but I would like. <laughs> no, to, I would like <laughs> fun to think. Wait, I, I I always assumed there was only one saxophone player in the eighties. There was only yeah. one, but in the ni- yes, in the nineties the there was a quickening and more saxophone players showed up. <laughs> And all these all these saxophone players just wander the earth beheading each other until ultimately there's only one saxophonist left and he has all the power of all the other saxophonists that have ever lived. And you're such a nerd. That was <laughs> the nerdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And I have never what? ever called it uh, like, like uh nerd, but yeah. What? At least what he's not. They all some... played what? What was what was their song? They all played the heat of the night, wasn't heat it? Night. Well, yeah. Well, the... Yeah, here we go. Going back to Rick and Morty, he likes that song. <laughs> Rick really digs that song. Okay, so Rick Joyner's greatest hits roll on tonight. So we're gonna have him hear him talk about how he's the one to blame for the things going on in California. Oh, all right. Things that he's shown us has taken 10, 15, sometimes even twenty years to happen. Yeah. Now, I didn't want to say that, that this probably isn't going to happen for a long time, because I didn't know. The Lord, we never know. It could happen next week. It could be 15 years or so. But some people, you tell them, well, you got 10 or 15 years, they're going to drag their feet. Right. You know, because God's inbox is so full. <laughs> he gets around being. to checking that email. Every- An God. eternal being and 15 All knowing, all powerful. Takes 15 years for him to answer prayers. Yeah. years? Really? Is that like a finite number? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get God's hold music? Seriously, it's like, God would walk 500. God would walk 500 more just to be the God that. Anyway. <laughs> just giving you some more rope. There we go. There, there. Uh, okay. When some people need to restock. 
respond, start moving quickly. Mm -hmm. I start praying for things like a drought to come upon. <laughs> what a dick! What the fuck is wrong with this guy? I just keep praying for dead babies. Well, he he's on the uh, the the. But abortion. It's not, it's not murder, Jim Baker because Jim Baker's dead, murder. isn't he? It's, it's the Rick Baker show, the guy where he tries to sell you the cornmeal stuff that you can get for cheaper. Polenta. <laughs> yeah, but he 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 like charges you for the tub, and he he charges you like five hundred bucks when it only costs like thirty. I charge you for the tub too. <laughs> the tub's gonna cost you. What, well, you the, want, the, you want the tub, the Rosa Sharon, there's extra. I just buy it for the tub. The so if you, guys, extra. if you guys couldn't hear that over the scoffing, Rick Joyner just said that he is the one that prayed for the drought in California. He prayed for a drought. He <laughs> and it, he got his way, and he, but he's going to be incredulous. So listen. <sighs> oh, got Robo talk there. Hang on a sec. All right, we're back to normal. I, th I think we're breaking up there, guys. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I Bad. I could not hear oh, it sounded like you guys were singing some really cool dubstep song. <laughs> yeah, with goats. Yep. <laughs> that That's cool that uh, it's, it's, it's cool that Rick Baker was actually able to uh, pray his way into this broadcast. Whoa, Whoa what the hell? Goddamn. <laughs> okay, we all here? Yep, we're all here. Okay. Let me yeah, see if this will actually okay. play. Let me see if it'll play. One, yeah. So it would force them out. They would have to start and things like that. And uh, you guys invite people to leave. Okay, that's that's unlistenable. But let's yeah. put it this way: that's a that's a real dig move. To, to he he said he prayed for the drought in California, so he'd force people out of their comfort zone, pretty much to. <laughs> to oh, you know, you should just. Wrap I love all how the they think. I love how they think that's gonna work. Like they're like. Uh, sometimes shitty things happen, and you're gonna pray to God then. And I'm like, or good <laughs> deal. Like I have been, because it's not like God was ever there. We need more. We need more um, religion prophesized <laughs> apocalypses, because frankly, I We're think that helps. That helps my cause more than theirs. It really does. Hundred percent failure rate. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet, has it? How's that next nope. apocalypse going for you, Chachi? Well, I think oh, it worked not for like the Mayans. <laughs> well, you know, no, I will say the Mayans did have a pretty, uh, pretty awful apocalypse. <laughs> they really did. Yeah, it took them a while, and, and we just celebrated that. We celebrated the guy last week. How about that? Oh, Columbus. <laughs> yeah, he was a <laughs> yeah. serious, serious <laughs> cocksucker. And I don't mean oh, that. Yeah. I don't mean that in the nice way. No, uh, Lee, we'll see. cocksuckers <laughs> are heroes. No. Cockbite. Whether male or oh, female. Biter. Thank you. They're cock. Thank yeah, you. Cockbiters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> having experienced having are having experienced that accidentally, um, I can see how that could be a bad thing. Right. Right. Now that's a, that's ambiguous. Sixty nine is always a terrible idea. Just saying, tip your weight staff. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a hell of a I'm tip, man. Yeah. I'm just saying, sixty nine at wow. best does not work out for anyone, and at worst. Cockbiting. Apparently, someone's had some bad soup. Yeah. <laughs> There's the salmon chef. <laughs> there we go. There we go. If William, he's going to be back, of the he, can at least, he can at least hear what we're saying. <laughs> so, here's everybody's favorite morning show host that has a microphone that costs way too much fucking money for his voice. 
talking about the removal of the Ten Commandments statue that happened in Oklahoma. We didn't talk about it that much. They they had to come in in the dark of night to remove it because people are going to fucking piss a fit so bad about it. Yeah, because, you know, (laughs) violence is a godly virtue. Yeah. As we've seen with the atheist monument that they have out there, too. Yeah, somebody ran it over, man. Assholes. So, here here we go. Glenn Beck. Ah! Morning. (laughs) Deep breath, Lee. You can do this. You can do this. Yeah. In through the nose, out through the mouth. You got Glenn, Black's, uh, Glenn Beck's about to play, or I'm having a baby. I'm not sure which. <laughs> but just, uh, I am going to save this this whole video here that he does, just so because there's so many drops I can get from this that I'm going to probably use on some sort of intro music one of these days. So let's go. And here's my warning. I warn you, America. He's like, this is not me pausing. He always he has is, a warning. He is, is vocal pausing right now. Is it till the? Is it still the time of sorrows? Because that oh, was when that up. when that woman got shot by the Black Jehovah's Witness gay man. What? Oh wait, yeah, yeah. They let the, the, the newscaster shot that the newscaster and her cameraman that got shot. Yeah, it was really not that big a deal. But they were shot by a black man who was gay and also a Jehovah's Witness. I, and didn't, back- I didn't know that those three things could actually go together. I know. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable to admit that that could happen at any point. But, uh, yeah, he, Glenn Beck decided that was the beginning of the time of sorrows. The time he of sorrows. Quoted scripture and everything. This is the still him pausing. This is him pausing still, like not still saying pausing. you didn't even pause it, did you? He's no, he's dr- <laughs> he is going for dramatics here. Yes. He actually the the freeze frame I have here looks like he's taking a big fart right now. He's like, <laughs> I'm Glenn Beck. You will be the darkest nation to ever, ever exist on this planet. So ever. Racist. That sounds racist. What's wrong with having yeah, a dark exactly. continent? Bastard. Still pausing? Evil will not destroy us. Removal of the Ten Commandments isn't evil. <laughs> it, it's secularism. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. He's <laughs> the Ten Commandments can ex- the just evil. move them to a private property for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like Ten Commandments move, land. Move, move them across the street into somebody's lawn. Make them take care of it, not the government. Exactly. Oh, and now they're fine. Us. Oh, yeah. It will pervert us. It will use the technology and the strength that we have. It will use us for dark purposes. Promise. We will beg <laughs> the Lord above to destroy us. We will beg for destruction to destroy stop. that ass. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, we will beg God to destroy us. That just that does. I'm, even in my most religious times in my life, I never went like, "Please, God, destroy I, my." Ass. I have, you know, I have so. never had a religious moment in my life, and I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, "I have faced some serious adversity. I've never once begged Space Daddy to to destroy me, or anybody no. for that matter. I've never like walked up to somebody else and said, "Will you please kill me? I'm having a rough day." No. Can you stab me? Can you please? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure at my worst, the worst Sir. thing I've ever done is, is is silently beg for whatever is out there listening to destroy somebody else. Yeah, I mean, well, there was even when one even... time after a particularly bad 69 and a dick bite, and I was just like, <laughs> you know, please destroy me, God, please. 
never came out I mean, of my mouth. I was like, cool. At least I had a 69. Jeez. There's there's a reason I leave the rope slightly untied when I put the noose on. You know, it's <laughs> I don't really want to die. I mean, just cry for attention. I just like yeah, that's all this. Thing. I just like running around the streets with a noose around my neck. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it gives Look. me power. I'm Mr. Meeseeks. <laughs> Thank you. Pray for God to destroy us. Oh, please. Does this voice sound really modulated to you? Who his? Yeah. Or yours? Well, he's got this like four thousand dollar microphone in front of him. No, because he's he sounds he literally sounds like he's, Google he's, Voice. He really is about to cry too, like he's want to do. Going to cry <laughs> into hundred dollar bills. Yeah. God, no kidding. <laughs> asshole. And he's got this like I I don't watch his show and I don't ever care to, but he's got like this bottle of like Crystal Head vodka. What it looks like, but it's not. It's like filled with this dark fluid. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a bong. Like it looks like it's like got a whole bunch of old bong water. Like he's ready to drink it or something. That would explain so much. It would explain <laughs> everything. All all that resin left inside there is just nasty, man. God will you will beg God to help you finish the Well, it's not bong. coffee or alcohol, so of course it's fine. <laughs> of course it's bong water. The Mormon Church has actually not specified its attitude on marijuana. Or bong water. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's the bong my... water is okay unless it's hot. It's also my oldest child. My my oldest child's name is Bong Water. He's had a hard time getting scholarships in school. You romantically? Uh... Oh, I am. I am a romantic. But you know, quick little aside here. I I had a my one of my uncles visit here in Utah when we when I was still living with the parents. It was like God. It was twenty years ago, and he's he's about twenty years my dad's younger so he's about the age i was now when he was visiting and i was like 15 or 16 at the time and so he came for a visit but he brought a bunch of his hippie buddies with him and one of the guys that stayed the night his name was fucking Moonwater. <laughs> i don't know Ooh. why i really remember that <laughs> it's like it just reminds me of jokes you hear from guar albums and everybody's like how do you hide money from a hippie put it under the soap <laughs> just terrible jokes terrible terrible jokes <laughs> Uh, Sleazy P. Martini is not the best joke teller. Anyway, back to uh, Glenn Beck. We're above to destroy us. We will beg for destruction to stop the evil that we will bring to this earth. Stop the evil. Oh, my God. The evil. Oh, you mean more people living longer and better and wealthier and happier lives. That evil. That evil. Yeah. Again, going to go back to the whole. It's getting better. It's better. Halfway through this. And he hasn't brought up the Ten Commandments yet, but he's going to. The evil of the 20th century look like rookies. What? He's trying to say that yeah, the evil that what? we are facing will make the evil of the 20th century look like rookies. Oh, sorry. So I'm, we're, we're, I'm, I am again. I'm, a, I'm again close, closing in on 50, so I keep forgetting we're we're in the 21st century. So. <laughs> Godwin. He went Godwin, didn't he? He just went Godwin, didn't he? Well, I don't know. He could, he could be talking what? Stalin, because I think Stalin has a higher count. Could be. I don't know. Fucking Glenn back. Now, let the media of the world mock me. Mock, mock, okay. mock, 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 mock. Oh, we will. He didn't say like major media. He just said media of the world. Yeah, I, 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 I think no, we I'm, fall in I'm, that category. I, I believe a lot of the media of the world doesn't even know who the fuck you are. Yeah, I'm glad he gave us permission, though. That's really yeah, cool of him. That's really nice. Mock, um, mock. I'll, I'll remind him of that. He is a caring and gentle lover. Okay, seriously, yeah. I just, <laughs> yes. just pulled up. 
let the media of the world mock me and just have that clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can and we will. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, because but, it gets even better. This is the li- the line coming up that I want to isolate to use is, is coming. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's 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 almost time for that, Kyle. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Okay. Hang on. All right. To me for telling you that there is a statue to Lucifer that has been that has been erected. Last Saturday in Detroit, and Dean oh. says it's really not that big of a deal. Because it's not that big a deal. It's really not that big a deal. And he's wrong. It's not Lucifer. It's, it's, Baphomet. it's Baphomet, man. Come on. Know and your it, lesser gods. God. And the statue is really fucking cool. <laughs> it's like a Rush album. Yes. <laughs> Let's go listen to YYZ after this. Let's, let's go. I need some Neil Pert in my life right now. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you, it is a big deal. God will not be mocked on his own land by his own people who are covenant people. Are and we it's just now? Time. God will not be mocked by God his will not be mocked. Mocking you, God. Hey God. Looking right here. <laughs> wasn't, that a, wasn't that a Starship song? God can't stop us now. God can't stop us now. Oh, I'm sorry. Went right. right. out of love. Having such a good time. Having a ball. So that's where I went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just really, what kind of impotent God demands not to be mocked? Well, probably an <laughs> impotent God. Yeah, the same god that much. needs a starship to escape the uh, the great barrier. As you know, we built this city. He needed to get the fuck away because it's a terrible song. Not girl. Mark Marconi plays the mamba. <laughs> I'll get you for that. <laughs> you know more uh, words than you should. <laughs> well, when it's voted like the worst song of the eighties or worst song of all time. You know, I was there. It was terrible. I remember trying to claw my ears out and people putting me in therapy saying I needed Jesus. No, this is a good song. This is a really good this song. Is great. Let's put mean? it in a Muppet movie. It's so good. It doesn't mean anything. It means, <laughs> the song means absolutely nothing. It means less than Susu Studio, which was a made up word just to fill in until Phil Collins thought of something better and he never did because he's Phil Collins. You know, his contributions to the Disney movies really make me sad because it's not the characters in the movie singing it. It's someone singing over a Disney movie. What the fuck? I know it, it was. It really disappointed me too. <laughs> and I yeah, really liked Tarzan. God damn it! Yeah, but the drums. It was all kadoon 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 kadoon. And yeah, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, though, isn't it all just kadoon 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 kadoon? That's really what it is. Okay, I'm I'm pulling it. That's a, it's gonna be on my headstone. He was all gadunk 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 gadunk. And we're speaking to Phil Collins's people here. Yeah, aren't we all? I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I, I tuned out a gadunk gadunk. I had I almost died with that. I'm, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen of Utah Outcast Podcast. Uh, you've all been blueberried. <laughs> <laughs> My, my influence has finally spread its way out. Oh, now is now derailed. Another funny. podcast altogether. 
as, oh, you as another derailment here. Uh, derailment here. We need an amusement park. <laughs> I I run another website called Watch Play Read. Kyle does the movie reviews there, and so I've told these guys whenever you uh, whenever you add more than three pictures to your post, uh, add the tag blueberries to your post, and it'll make a pretty little gallery. <laughs> and that really is in memory of you. <laughs> now just remember that is an Urban Dictionary post. It is it's the number one reading. <laughs> Exactly. So that's all we have okay, for this so week. We have we have uh, let me go back over them again. We have Glenn Beck, who honestly didn't have the punch I thought he would have with this episode because I mean he did too many pauses between whenever he was shitting out his mouth hole. And so we have Rick Joyner, who probably not fair because he had two different clips. I mean, he wanted the drought to strike. And also he says that Trump is humble. Uh, we have Pat Robertson uh, saying that Jesus pushed the scientists to do the sciencey Jesusy healing on him, and uh, we have uh, Ted Schubat that says homosexuality is, should be outlawed because it leads to murder and cannibalism. Mm. Mm, okay. So, who's your yeah. guys' cockbiter this week? Schubat. Yeah, I yeah. think I think I think Ted bit the cock. Yeah, I think he bit a cock like really hard, and not in a consensual way. No, 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 not in a fun, like... Yeah, not in a whole hey sailor sort of way. It was very much a, I, I hate cocks, I'm going to bite them. Yeah, I was that cock is yeah. really what it would be. Yeah, he I, I agree with this one, because he uh, he would have gotten his circumcision. Uh, he would have circumcised somebody with that amount of cock biting. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, you know, where, where do you get... That's fucked up. Where do you get off <laughs> blaming uh, anything on... on you, you just, you just. I don't see the, I don't see the relation there. Yeah, there was the Jeffrey, there was Jeffrey Dahmer, Lee. Yeah, a necrophiliac. Yeah. Uh, oh, Alicia. No. There was, the, there was that one guy. Come on. Yeah, it was the one guy that proves that all gay people mm-hmm. are sociopathic murderers who are necrophiliacs. I don't know. I've Clearly. known. I, I'm serious. Here's, here's my incredibly, uh, incredibly strong scientific method at work here. I've known a lot of gay people in my life and not a single one of them has tried to murder me it's yet. Just, yet. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my day will come, <laughs> but I don't think that's how I'm going to go out on this world. I really don't. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna guest. I think I'm gonna guest crash one too many atheist podcasts and get murdered in my sleep by a born again Christian. <laughs> That's how I'm hoping to go out. That are many avocados. Uh, no cheese. Take that back. What? Cheese. cheese. You want to be? You want a death by cheese? Yes. I don't know. I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get jumped by a Phil Collins fan. Sue Sue Studio. The last things you hear. It was a f- I, I just I want death by snoo snoo, but that's never gonna happen. <laughs> well, I actually know how I'm gonna die. I've brought this up before, and and uh, you'll you'll all know in about five years because my last words will be the gypsy was right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's racist. No, I'm just kidding. no, no. I say that as somebody who's part Romani. <laughs> that's my word. I can use it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, it's like you guys with uh, Quad T saying he's the only one that can say ginger. No, do you guys, do you, there is truth to that. There really oh, is. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, the, the, <laughs> term, the term ginger was used to marginalize people of pick descent. So, I mean, that's there. there is some truth to the fact that calling somebody ginger is kind of a racial epithet. Yeah, my sister would <laughs> not stop agree. her from being funny, though. No, she would. <laughs> well, tell your sister she's a racist bastard. <laughs> I'll be sure to mention it. Yeah, tell her she's a racist bastard. I will. Hey, Lee George K from from a geek show calls you a racist. <laughs> yeah. she's, gonna, she's gonna be like, 
the fuck? Tell her, tell her, tell her, tell her her part in the gypsy's prophecy will come true in five. (laughs) (laughs) Five years, five years. Okay, so did you guys get around to doing your uh, highs and lows for the week, or sharing something, or anything with that? Like the features that we normally do to end the end of the show here. Oh no, we didn't even get close. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to listen to this. So let's go ahead and finish off with uh, one of our one of the features. Lee, I'll let you pick first. You can do your highs and lows for the week. You can share something with the audience or you can uh, talk about a tale of being a stranger in a strange land, which is being a uh, a, a secular person living in Utah. Oh, geez. Or, you know, be, being being you in Utah. Isn't <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you how do you explain being a Jedi Knight in Utah? It's it's not easy. <laughs> Because, you know, the force encompasses us all, but it's not a religious thing. So um, I moved here when I was 10 from Los Angeles, raised by a wild pack of hippies who did not believe in God. What happens in Utah when young boys reach the age of 10, 11, or 12? They all get the priesthood, right? Right. So imagine moving here, a child with no God, getting preached to by everybody in your fucking school for years. Oh, I have no idea what that's like. Yeah. Oh, that does that doesn't make you counterculture at all. No, it? not in the slightest <laughs> bit. I mean, all I can say is the first Dead Kennedy song I I heard, I said, "Yep, that's my life. Here we go." <laughs> oh. So, highs and lows for the week. Which uh which Dead Kennedy song, by the way? Uh, Holiday in Cambodia was the first one I heard, <laughs> and it was an accident. Oh, it was an accident. It really was. <laughs> I didn't think that's what I was going to be listening to, but boy, it, that and uh, a, a a Toy Dolls album that I can't remember the name for. Um those two took me down a really happy path that I don't think West Valley, Utah was prepared for me to go down. <laughs> God, I love Jello Biafra though. Jello Biafra is great. So seriously, great stuff. And then listening to some old, uh, listening to some old um, social distortion and uh, there's some other stuff uh, with, with, uh, with Rollins. Uh, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was a good place to be. Good old, good old black flag yeah, or black even, flag. even solo Rollins. Good, good really stuff good. for a 15 year old kid uh, transplant from another, another world. Stuck in West Valley, Utah. Yep, Rollins Band got me through. Well, Rollins and Rollins Band got me through a lot of uh, angry young youth times. Sure, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you the the biggest one for me though is hearing "Institutionalized" for the first time. Um, social, uh, not social. Sorry, suicidal suicidal tendencies, and just going, you know. And I didn't have problems with my parents. My parents are really cool people, but it was just <laughs> a giant fuck you to culture in general. And uh, when you come from a Star Trek loving, um, Star Wars obsessed land like I did. And you end up in a Jesus-loving, Bible-obsessed land like this. Uh, you needed your punk rock music. You really, really did. And you know Highlander. But seriously, <laughs> Eye of the Week. This Until- this is a really cool show, guys. I'm I'm really glad that you invited me to be on here. So oh, I, I really thank you. I really thank like you it. You're you're a fun you're a fun bunch of hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> we like to think so. I've always I've always wanted to be called wanted to be called a hooligan. Well, now you have, and you can cross that off the list. <laughs> I haven't uh, nearly piped people hard enough yet to be considered a hooligan. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you the fucking dirt. Yeah, I've really, I've, I don't know, I've never really done anything that bad. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So I got a stranger in the strange land. Okay, go for it. So uh, last week I decided I wanted to go get some beer. It's probably like eleven o'clock at night, and I show up at the gas station. And the first part of the story is that it made me feel so good. She was genuinely shocked that I was old enough to buy beer. I was like, well, "Yay, yeah!" I mean, I'm 26, but like people, <laughs> nobody believes me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so she, was, but then I, I'm sitting in my car, and uh, this 
this this woman starts walking up to my window and she's she's dressed kind of like in shawls kind of ethnically dressed and I roll down my window and she she goes uh and I'm not gonna do an accent because I I, I couldn't do it justice like <laughs> so uh she goes do you have jumper cables our car our battery just died and I'm like oh shit yeah I got ba- I got jumper cables so I pull my car around and uh the guy she's the, the man she's with is is dressed in like a suit, but he's lost the jacket. And I'm and I'm like, hey, you guys are kind of dressed up. What are what are you up to? And he goes, work. And she goes, I'm not dressed up. And it's true, she was wearing flip flops. I hadn't noticed. Uh, but we hook everything up, and we and he goes to try and start. I tell him to wait a minute. And while we're waiting a minute, I I get talking with him, and uh, I go, I detect accents. Where where are you from? And she goes, uh, not Somalia. She's, uh, Sudan, and I go, oh wow, that's a long way. What brought you to Utah? And she goes, we're refugees. I'm like, <laughs> shit, <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, welcome to America. I hope everyone hasn't been dicks. I know Americans can be kind of assholes sometimes, and uh, they laugh, kind of like, yeah. uh, aren't they yeah. ever? <laughs> yeah, and, and the one we're guy, black and refugees. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, and we're in Utah. <laughs> and the guy goes, well, you're nice. And I go, thanks. I try. Did you do the and... camera trick for him? Is that? <laughs> he goes, well, you're nice. And I go, I try. And he goes, oh, no, you're doing it. And they, you know, they were great people. And I talked with her. And apparently she works with refugees herself. And um, they, they were really lovely people. Well, the thing is that uh, I just had a new starter put in my car, right? Previous yeah. episode that. And it turns out it came with a year of road to assistance. Well, I have AAA already, so I didn't need it. So uh, their car's not starting, and it sounded like my starter did. I'm like, oh, shit. So I gave them my year of roadside assistance, and I gave them my business card. That My atheist of Utah, Utah business card is the only one I have. Um, but it just got my phone number and an email address they can reach me at. And uh, it, the car starts, uh, luckily, and they're like, oh, thank you. You're a savior, which is a weird thing to call me. It was literal in this case. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I mean, I would have done it for anybody. Like, fuck, man, your battery dies. You need to jump. Any, yeah, come on. Fuck. I got cables. We can do this. And <laughs> eh, story of my life that anyway. <laughs> so uh I, I i i you know i don't know if they even know what an atheist is like i didn't bring it up but i did give him my atheist of utah business card and she looks at me and she like with complete sincerity goes god bless you and i'm like yeah have a good night <laughs> so i mean they were really uh oh what was it she said to me at one point she's like yeah, people people are you know they it, and they don't know how to talk to me and I'm like yeah you look different and you sound different of course Americans don't know how to talk to you and she goes yeah it's it's really terrible actually like she like totally opened up and was like people are such assholes <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't I don't get it man I don't I have no fucking clue like you seem like fine people to me. Like I, I think people kind of forget that that we all do have some common ground somewhere, and that it doesn't take too long to find it. No, it doesn't. It's easy. Yes. What do you do for like, you work too? Ah, uh, money, mm-hmm. right? That's an easy one. <laughs> 
So I don't have any uh, fun stories really for anybody, but I am going to share something with the audience for this week. Um, a lot of you guys might know that I'm like a huge Coheed and Cambria fan of mm, uh, some people listening right now. I don't think you mentioned that. And no, never. Uh, <laughs> but they came out with a new album this week and I'm trying not to be that nerd. I'm not trying to be, I'm trying not to be that <laughs> geek, but like when you come off the tails of doing like a double album that was like like almost three hours long double album and then you come out with this album that's not set to the sci-fi part of the story and it's only like 45 minutes like come on man i know how long a cd can fit and you couldn't have done like two more songs i mean what am i expecting i only get entertainment for cheap pennies on the whatever it costs them to actually do it but i'm kind of sad because i was expecting a lot more i don't know this this group is awesome i still love their music and i still love their cds the new one's really good but it's just like I waited three years for like another 45 minutes. God damn it. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I know I, I'm being being such. Uh, it's so rude of me to talk so meanly about the people that I love. I mean, because Claudio Sanchez is a hell of a guy. I got to meet him one time and it was he was totally nice and such a sweetheart. And so it makes me feel bad for saying it. But the new album's out. Go pick it up. It's really good. Just it's not as long as I hoped it would have been. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's like me I'm, bitching about it's like mm, the last Harry Potter book was it the longest Harry Potter book. I don't actually remember which one it was, but I remember one of the Harry Potter books wasn't as long as one of the previous ones by like ten pages or something stupid. Well, I think after Goblet of Fire <laughs> they told them to told her, Look, you need to dial it back a little bit because that that was longer than the Bible, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I get through these in a week and a half. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have really strong feelings about Goblet of Fire. <laughs> but that's oh no, that's that's because that's because when that book came out, I was working at the airport and we stocked the book. And when those books rolled off the truck, those boxes were goddamn heavy. Yeah. And they thought and they thought it would be fun to just throw the boxes at me because I was the new guy. Oh. Uh, so so I got I got hit I got hit in the head with like five or six boxes of Alba Fire that day. Um, I don't think I ever got over it. That's funny. I <laughs> I have a, a bad experience with Goblet of Fire, too. My car exploded, like literally threw a rod in uh, Burns, <laughs> Oregon. So there's, there's no way for me to get anywhere. And the only thing I had in the car was Goblet of Fire. So I sat there and read it for nine hours waiting for... Holy shit. <laughs> wait, waiting, waiting for yeah. the guy, waiting for my AAA tow truck to show up from Roseburg, Oregon, which is like a, you know, literal nine hour drive (laughs) yeah people think of oregon and they always uh, always think about the beautiful coastal area (laughs) oh yeah yeah you talk about the willamette valley region you forget that that uh a good two-thirds of oregon is just uh you know creation forsaken lava fields (laughs) you you could actually feel uh film any post-apocalyptic movie there just fine and the extras would be there (laughs) <laughs> they're ready. No, they're just they're just around. They yeah, no, going on. they're walking around. They got their metal detectors and gas masks anyway. They're ready. <laughs> Which is awesome. also surprisingly the re- surprisingly the reason they don't film post apocalyptic movies because <laughs> they don't want to die. It's terrifying. So, Kyle, what do you want that to count as your thing for the week, or do you want to? Do you have something? Oh no, no, I God, I'm uh, yeah. I've been trying to decide. I I could I could go with stories of the derp. Um, Oh, it's fun. <laughs> oh fuck! I forgot he works in your area, <laughs> Lee. This but, is an employee that used to work for me. Mm. That in my whole adult life, I have never like 
yelled at somebody like yelled another adult like in the workplace because i i always pride myself on being this guy that can take a lot of shit and you know just keep smiling through it but this is the only person i've ever actually gotten to a verbal altercation with at work where i had to walk away and take like a timeout for like 30 minutes in another room just so i could avoid the the anger and everything Humanity and now he exile. works works underneath kyle so oh boy <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I had to. I had, I had to go. With, I had to go through a couple of weeks of training this guy, um, and this past week uh, was the first time he actually went on call for our for our group. Oh, no, this is gonna hurt. I can already <laughs> oh, feel it. I can already feel it. This is gonna hurt. Go ahead. Uh, oh no, I can't tell you how how quickly I noped out of this. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. The, the, yes. the, the second the second the boss yeah. came over and said. Uh, we need you to go over all this stuff with him. Like, uh, yeah, no, I already did that. <laughs> I already hey, did Lee, that. No, nope, not this? my problem anymore. What are you, what are you doing, Lee? Um, what are you dusting? Like <laughs> <laughs> you're just, like just dancing with a paintbrush in front of the screen. Sorry. Oh no, no, I was, keep, I was keeping my microphone clean because I, I was getting nervous <laughs> where the story was going. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so unfortunately, the uh, the height of my story is is where I just kind of laughed and walked away. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Kyle, because of your um, intense human management skills, I would like to gift to you from the bottom of my heart a skin suit. (laughs) We have the skin. No, we 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 Kyle, we have it. We have a skin suit. He's our our uh, most disgusting listener. And uh, I would like to bequeath him to your show so that he can come to all of your live events and creep you out and stare at you like he wants to wear your skin as a suit. Oh, by all means, share him. Share, share him. I think I think, I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, no, he's he's special. He's so very special. I want to I want to write fan fiction about him where he gets just exploded a lot. Using the verb exploded. I know it's not proper, but in Skin Suit's case, we'll use it. So he's yours now. Enjoy him at all of your coffee gatherings, your atheist haunted houses. I'm telling you, you will soon believe in God. Because of Skin Suit. He's yours. Congratulations. It's Lee in a costume. Oh, no. No. You'll know. You'll no, he's know. Like, he's like, fuck you. That's not funny. Like, no, seriously. Not funny. If I if I show up and I look like my skin's really baggy, it's because I died and he's wearing me. <laughs> I just imagined this, the SpongeBob episode where Plankton steals Sandy's skin. No, it's because they SpongeBob had skin suit. They gave him to us. That's their that's their it's way horrible. of that was their way of dealing with the stress as they made an animated episode about he's kind of like a monkey paw. You get him at a pawn shop of curiosities. <laughs> oh I like I don't I have, have one enough. Le- one wish left. What's that? I wish I had more. Fa- it's I like the monkey like- paw. It's like I wish I had more fans. Yeah, unfortunately, now you got this fan. This is all my monkey paw I had going for it when I got it. <laughs> And for those like, I don't enough creeps. Like seriously, that's a middle finger. No, it's okay. He, he's mostly harmless. We think. He, and he, can take <laughs> he just mostly stares at you like he wants to wear you. It's okay. So scary. <laughs> so that is my loving gift to you. Use him when awesome. Use him in good faith. 
So that's going to bring this episode to a wrap. Unless Kyle, you had more do you want to put in there? But oh no, the Tales of the Derp uh, is enough. Oh, there, there. Unless we want to talk about uh, tales from the people who go to free movies. <laughs> oh God, no, no. We'll, no, we'll bring that. No. Up time. I'll save. I'll we, save that for that's another. That's a rant. So, save that for a rant. That's, that's, a, rant. That, that's, yeah. a, that's rant. a rant. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to a close for this episode. I'd like to thank our patrons that have so generously donated to the show. Uh, the first one we have here is Robert Jones for pledging his support for our show. And uh, I, I just went and checked my email, and we have uh, support from another guy. It's amazing. Uh, Mr. fucking Lee George Cade sitting here on the panel pledged to Patreon while he's sitting here. I was so excited. <laughs> I fucking love you, man. That's awesome. I was like, well, you guys... No, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, both of you. You guys were so nice to put me on the damn show. I thought I should pay for the privilege. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome so, back at any time. Yeah, so unlike funny, the show, you so don't have to have because pants. the payments usually work the other way for our guests. <laughs> <laughs> don't sorry. tell them that. God. We're sorry. Uh, Lee, please come back anytime. It'd be a lot of fun. I, I, I would love to, as as an atheist. And uh, as an outcast in Utah, I, I that, felt like that's the whole like that. You the truth is, a, there with their name. That's what it Utah. was. Yeah. And it's so nice to hear a woman on a podcast. So, <laughs> Felicia, thanks for kicking ass. It's nice. <laughs> Thank you. And of course, so, you know, Kyle, I'm so happy to be your spirit animal. And, uh, and, and <laughs> Chris, it's it's nice to it's nice to it's nice to actually hang out and talk with you again. But I was hoping I would be your Patronus, Kyle. Well, we're working on that. Okay. I haven't, I haven't quite, I haven't quite got the hat. He hasn't found a yet. mentor yet. When the, when the, it's mostly a mist right now. Yeah, when the battle against the Death Eater starts, I just want you to pull out that magic wand and summon <laughs> like, a, a glittering light me. I'm working on it, but so far, I'm all I'm getting is vapor. Yeah, well, that's about as well. You, you need to you need to let it sit for a couple of minutes, and then you'll be good. To <laughs> I'm just, just getting, I'm just getting streamy vapor. No, seriously, try it right now. I got enough of this barley wine in me. I'm pretty sure I'd come and kick some ass. <laughs> Ropey jets of vapor. There you go. So that's it for us. We're the Utah Outcast. Email uopodhell.com. Text or voicemail 347-669-3377 and all the other Utah Outcast stuff. We're on YouTube. Go listen. Get some subscriptions. Whatever you want to do, give us some ratings, all that great stuff. And we will catch you guys next week with another episode. Until then, you're welcome. Bye.
No, you sound good and buttery. That's a good setup you got. I'm so happy. Buttery. Butter. Buttery. Well, what's the vegan equivalent of butter? Uh, I'm sorry. Earth, earth balance. <laughs> it's, it's very buttery. That's a terrible branding. It, well, it, it's... It, <laughs> Does it work, though? They're, they're, hitting, they're hitting their target. <laughs> well, That's the, real the important qu- part. The real question is, do they have a uh, imitation equivalent? <laughs> I can't believe it's not earth balance. Yeah, no. Not at all. <laughs> no, it's not plastic. No. Uh, they 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 do have a soy free version though. Ooh. What what's wrong with soy? What's in that one? <laughs> uh that would be olive oil instead of instead of soy uh soy oil. So Oh, that uh, actually that actually sounds good. Soy soy's in the top ten allergens. Uh yeah. oh, I forgot that picky ass Americans have poorly eaten themselves into developing. You know, all these overly processed foods we eat. Exactly. 